Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Game Logic. Today's show was recorded on December the 20th, 2016. I'm your host, the cat herder himself, gaming psychologist. <laughs> With me, as always, I don't even know what to call him this week. Oh, I think you have several things you want to call me this week. Probably. Caffeine rage. Because we have on the show this week, B-team member number one. Kamis. B-team member number two. What up, it's Kyle. And a very special guest, the first girl to ever be on the show. Hello! Yep, that is Mel's. <laughs> on today's show, we will be having the very first VGL Awards. That's going to be the entire show. Uh, Timestamps will be in the show notes for each of the awards categories as we get to them. But there's a bunch, and we got a lot to go through, so I don't really feel like reading them all. We'll announce them as we get to them. Hi, guys. What's up? What's up? Hello. I both love and hate all of you. <laughs> <laughs> so this started for me as a normal show with me and Rage, and then we invited the B team, so then it jumped to four audio tracks, and then they surprised me with Mel's. Hey. <laughs> and apparently they've been planning this for enough days that she was able to sit down and fill out her own list of game awards to give. As but of last night. not enough time to make sure well, Skype is working. Hours. That is very true. Well, I think. It, well, whatever. I think it might be I, yeah, I thought of this last night when I was rather sleep idle, trying to uh, basically reset my sleep schedule. I, I was hot, hopped upon caffeine. It's like, yo, this is an excellent idea. <laughs> I'm really glad I decided to come home and take a nap. I had seven clients back to back today at the clinic with just a little break for lunch, uh, and I was wiped. So I'm like my usual level of tired. But if I had not taken a nap, I would have just like went away and let them left them to their own devices. If you suddenly hear snoring on the podcast, it's probably me. I was going to say, yeah. if you hear snoring, you kicked yeah. the dog out of that room. Yeah, I took Jared, a nap. Uh, are you sure you would have wanted to have us just uh, do our own thing? Because then you would have gotten 12 hours of audio to edit down. I was going to say, without the cat I just put channel. it up as is. Oh, I knock it down to mono. Uh, and cut the link, or you know, and cut the file size down as much as I could. But I'd just be like, "Fuck it." Really testing the limits of Podbean, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they might rethink that uh, no no upload restrictions policy. <laughs> I think they're already going to rethink that just because we have fairly big files as is, and that's us cutting down file sizes. Indeed. Also, this week's podcast is brought to you by Chillin' in the Nineties. A music track that I hope keeps me calm as I try and herd these cats around. <laughs> Running in the 90s. <laughs> I was about to make I, the it's joke. It's not even close, but... <laughs> I haven't heard the... Or, tuning in the 90s. I'm imagining that's a jazz remix of Running in the 90s. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Space Jam. Right up there, man. The Space Jam tune. Yeah. That is pretty good. I used to listen to that on repeat when I was a kid. I was so happy that was the first CD that that I ever got. This might my parents bought it for me for like my fifth or sixth birthday. God, my first. And I think I drove them nuts. The section of the podcast where it made me feel fucking ancient. No, this is. <laughs> I remember my first CD uh, was the soundtrack to the Rugrats movie. I think I still have it somewhere. Oh gosh. Yeah, I didn't have good taste back then. I had sisters. I did have a very. I had sisters, so I had to share. 
But I think yeah, my first like... soundtrack was Mulan soundtrack, so that was pretty good. Didn't you have like a Santana mix CD or something as well? That was my I parents. Like I didn't take it. <laughs> you should have. That was my parents. Back in the day when I had a Zune, when that was still a thing. Hey. Because I was like, oh, this was iPod thing, thing will last minutes. forever. <laughs> hey. Yeah. I was like, this iPod thing won't last forever. I'll get a Microsoft Zune. Hey, I have a Walkman media player. It's it's not a tape player. It is a Walkman media player. Do they even Fancy. make tape players anymore? Wow. This has gone really off the rails. <laughs> I will point uh, this out. I will be the voice of reason here. <laughs> Every time I watch Forensic Files, I have... Like police on there with a tape recorder, so they still use those. No, no, no. Clearly. I'm not like a Walkman, like one of the, like Star Lord's thing. I don't know. Probably I'm Star Lord. Sure they Walkman made a bunch a after that came out. Sony, so uh, unless Sony's making it, it's not technically a Walkman. Yeah, this uh, is Walkman cassette player. Yeah, this is. <laughs> yeah. I used to a have very, a, a portable cassette player, but. I think the only tape uh, it, that worked with it was um, uh, Winnie the Pooh story. So I listened nice. to it on repeat. I it was a... still worth it. I had about I had the same a... thing, yeah. but it was a phonograph, like a record player. Oh no, I actually had a tape player. I killed those things, because I just oh, listened I... to it all night long. Uh, all, night, all night long? <laughs> all night, all night long. All night long. All night long. All night. Alright, let me see what we got here. I had I so much on. like bedtime stories on vinyl and I I'm pretty sure I can still find them. It's just I don't have a vinyl player anymore. Oh, I still have one. Um Ooh, Spice Girls. I've got like yeah. the original Boston like album. It's really good. I have a vinyl, but I don't have anything to play it on. It was a collection of French horn recordings from this guy, this virtuoso French horn player who died when he was very young, so. Sad, but I kind of want to listen to Where? You know, Uh, I'm envisioning a second podcast at this (laughs) moment where that we just get on and bullshit about topics. Like, we just pick a topic and bullshit on it. Because I've got a feeling that the five of us could talk about this for, like, two or three hours. Yeah, really. (laughs) Oh, Maybe we should man. do that at some point, a special, where that we just, like, we just one bullshit. week we all get together and pick a topic well, and bullshit th- about it. Well, you've threatened to uh, just release unedited podcasts before. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know what? That can be Rage. Those can be the episodes that you edit. <laughs> <laughs> Alternatively, this. The VGL BS Special. Coming to you semi-live. <laughs> from Tennessee, it's Jared Arthur. From wherever he lives in some sort of magical fantasy land caffeine rage <laughs> going to live from the former east block is chemist and those two crazy michigan those two crazy michiganders kyle and mel's Sup. i've I lived here long enough try to and wrangle katie into this too if we do that i was gonna say you can wrangle her in tonight i mean if we're not that far down <laughs> no, she's already in- She's already in bed. If she's not asleep, she will be soon. <laughs> uh, she went to bed like an hour ago when this whole madness started. You could get your kids on the podcast. Uh, that would be a bad idea. He would just cry and uh. smack the mic and then run away. <laughs> okay. So basically what now you want to do bad. right now, the, you're the cat herder general. <laughs> yeah. Let's go move on to the actual VGL Awards. Sounds good. It's been all right, We're just going to jump in. We're just going to jump into our first award category, which is the best release game in 2016. So what we're going to do is we're each going to read our nomination. 
Uh, Rage is going to read the community nominations, and then we'll just discuss. Um, and if we can actually manage to stick to like 15 minutes per topic, we'll get through this. That'll be a miracle. Yay. That, that will be a miracle. That is not going to happen. But one can dream. <laughs> All right, so my pick for best release 2016, probably not a surprise for you guys, Transport Fever. Excuse me, my podcast will just fall over dead. <laughs> uh, uh, for me, it was actually Civilization VI. Whoa. All right. Okay. Kimis? Uh, now I feel weird because I have made a nomination speech for each of those. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we appreciate the extra work. Okay. Too bad it was wasted. Yeah. Okay, so my pick is Undertale, and I do know that it came out in 2015, but just there weren't, I think, any other uh, any games I played that came out in 2016. Oh, this, so well, I'm nominating Undertale this, anyway. This doesn't have to be what you played. Well, no, that's favorite game in 2016. This you game and I are specifically have some supposed to have been released later. in 2016. But it's fine. I'll allow it, Chemist. Thank you. All right. Right, Kyle? For the consideration of the highly esteemed Academy, I would like to propose the best released game of 2016 was Civilization VI. Okay. Melt? Same. Sid Meier, Civ VI. What is good? Yes! Well, uh, Civ VI, uh had half or over half see this is why we needed the fifth person i can't believe that we agreed on things except for like worst (laughs) release 2016 i figured no man's sky would take that one easily just wait till Uh, you see i haven't even played Uh, it well nobody did because we were sane enough (laughs) not to buy it that was the point i played it (laughs) i played it uh just wait till you see the community uh suggestions for that one uh but uh the community suggestions for best release of 2016 uh, we have Watch Dogs 2, hmm. Overwatch, Civ 6, and Farming Simulator 17. Carrot, guess who made that suggestion? I'm going to guess his name rhymes with BIM3535. I'm also going to guess that uh, Overwatch was Ghost. Yeah, Ghost uh, I would Ghost have to actually probably. go look for that one, but I, I, so a couple of these I had to go look to see who uh, nominated it. Yeah, Civ and 6. Like, yeah. Uh, of course. Wasn't Five Nights at Freddy's sister location released this year as well? Yeah, it was. Didn't inf- it just come out uh, like re- here recently in the last month or two? Uh, in the last couple of months, it was influential and it shook up that particular game series. But I don't think it was the best. No, I, I don't actually care about preferred Five Nights at Freddy's number twenty-two. Has basically become YouTube bait. <laughs> well, it is YouTube bait. So it, they sell it cheap uh, and sell it often just to get uh, kids to do YouTube channels. All right, Vermin yeah. Supreme, calm down there. I mean, I don't have anything against the guy who made it and the people who play it. It's I just mean, like, uh, he, I don't care about it at, personally. He is brilliant at just knowing his market and putting out games quickly to capitalize on it. But uh, he's pulling a uh, Ubisoft here where he's oversaturating, I think. True, but... Yeah. And, and notice we're talking about a game that we, none of us... <laughs> I was about to point that out. The, Same the first discussion we're having is about a game that none of us really care about and that nobody nominated. <laughs> So, swinging back, considering it was the majority vote, uh, can I talk about Civ 6 for a second? No. Yes, yeah, please. absolutely. Okay. Civ 6 is possibly the best release civilization game I've ever played, 
where it didn't feel immediately like a step backwards from the previous version with all of the um it's not really DLC, the uh, all of the expansion packs. Expansions. Yeah. Um I've been playing Civ for over 10 years. Jesus, I feel old. I've been playing Civ for over 10 years now. And um this game took a lot of steps in the right direction. The espionage system is fantastic. The science victory is good. The districts are amazing. They kept the wonderful combat system from Civ Five. The only area which I think they stumbled a little bit is because of the changes that they made to the city-state system. They could no longer really have a political victory, so they had to replace it with religion. And unfortunately, the religion system in Civilization Six sucks a just ginormous coxicle. It is horrible because of things that I might get into later because it might be in a different category who knows but um (laughs) for just being a very complete game and breathing new strategic uh life into the civilization series with um the addition of urban sprawl that is why it earned my nomination fair enough yeah for me it's uh, all that on top of everything that uh, 2016 had a, a lot of just horrible releases on the triple and I would say the double A side of things to the point that it was more picking a diamond out of a giant pile of shit than anything else. And yeah, really comparing a good releases because there really weren't that many to be perfectly honest. Yeah. And I'm talking about games as they released, not after patches, after uh, DLC, I'm talking launch day, and there were so many broken releases, and releases that just were obviously rushed. Well, that could be... Yeah. So we're all uh, hating on uh, No Man's Sky here, right? We're getting there. We're getting there. Just we'll get there uh, next. Uh, Throttle yeah, back. Yeah, give it some time. Give it flaps 15 and decrease let your it, engine speed, Mills. Jeez. Let it simmer. Just let it simmer. Um, You know, originally, my, my first pick for best release in 2016 was Doom. Um, be- for that very same reason, like there were so few, at least at release, because I took it the same way that you did, Rage, at release, not post patches and stuff. Uh, games that came out poor this year, but I got to thinking about, it, I was like, you know, tons of people are going to pick Doom, and I mean, I've uh, praised Doom multiple times this year, and I thought, you know, I want to give it to a different game that came out this year that I enjoyed, and I mean, I've talked about Transport Fever at length on the podcast, but I mean, out of all oh, yeah, the games noticed. that came out. In 2016, Transport Fever is by far my favorite, and by far has got the most hours played from me. So, I plus I wanted to fit Factorio in there somewhere, uh, and so I thought, well, if I make Transport Fever the best release of 2016, then I can put Factorio in on another category. So that was kind of why I kicked Doom off and put Transport Fever on, because I know, like, I've already seen a whole bunch of people's top ten games of the year or whatever, and Doom is on most of them. Yeah, with, I would say, Overwatch winning a lot of uh, Game of the Year awards overall. Yeah. Don't you mean overwatching all? Get out. No. Uh, hey Okay, I'm I'm sorry. That was uncalled for. There, there was some movement there I'm going to have to fire at you now. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Okay, so... so anybody else uh, want to talk about their picks? Uh, uh, yeah, on. it's just me left over, so once again... Yeah, here, now here's your nomination uh, speech. No, I don't want to do it anymore. Go on, no, no need to be shy. Yes, and... Okay, 
for the unforgettable experience that brought me to tears uh, of joy and sadness many times over, for the sound design that allows me to relieve all those memories with just a few notes, with for the unique gameplay mechanics which for the first time in many years forced me to step away because I simply couldn't bring myself to action, and for releasing it September 2015 and me not giving a shit. Toby Radiation Fox. Undertale. That kind of sounds like a personal problem, that last point. Yeah, it's almost like you should have put this in another category. Bum, bum, well, I was thinking bum. about it, but it couldn't really fit in any other, and I still wanted to acknowledge it, and I figured because this is the first uh, VGL Awards, I can bend the rules a little. Yeah, we don't have the Chicago bot dancing around yet. That, that's next year. Wait, you don't? I invited him over. Uh, no, no, Jared has it locked in his basement right now. Yeah, it's just popping and locking. I don't I don't have a basement. He's in the attic. I, I should like just probably so Google like what it is. Sometimes he makes a lot of noise, and I toss him like some forest creature I find in my yard so that he can <laughs> shave it. So that's why you have so many shaved bears in your attic. <laughs> yeah, and it's a whole new meaning to I'm, collect I'm, 10 bear asses. I have a, re- I have a request. I have a comic now. <laughs> Uh, Chicago bot and Jared's addict just shaving bears compulsively while popping and locking. Yeah. I'll see what I can do. You haven't had a comic from you in ages. Yeah, that's because work got busy. Well, we're more important, so stop that. Okay, I'll quit okay, my job. Okay, uh, well, do we have anything <laughs> else to start talk about here, or are we moving shit? on? I, it sounds like we're ready to move on. It looks like... I mean, I Don't figured most it. of the discussion was going to center around several of the other topics. Yeah. I think best release is pretty straightforward for people. Uh, mm-hmm. And a couple of the others are too. So without further ado, let's move on to our second awards topic, which is the worst release of 2016. All right. Oh boy. Here we this go. This should not take very long. <laughs> no. Okay. Did anyone say anything other than No Man's Sky? I no. S- no. I did. Nope. Whoa. Because oh, I didn't did? play... Goodness. Uh, I didn't play No Man's Sky, and also I knew that it would go down exactly as I did, so I picked Pokemon Go as my biggest disappointment. Okay, I want to hear from you first. Well, that's not a category that we were technically going to do, but okay. Well, I want to hear from you first, Chemis. Why did you pick Pokemon Go? Because it actu- the release was actually pretty much perfect, except for some server issues. But then they patched it and removed the core functionality of the game that made it any fun. So Fair I think point. it still counts as a release. It was fun beforehand? Yeah. I found it pretty fun because it. the main point of the game was the tracker system, which allowed you to, you know, actually track Pokemon. And then because it turns out that the implementation on the server side was really fucking shitty... And also because some people, I think, has anybody actually died because of Pokemon Go? Yeah, there were a few people who did. There was a couple people who got hit by a car or by cars and killed. Yeah, Two exactly. people walked off a cliff. So, oh, they pulled a Segway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so because of server issues and also legal liability, they removed the tracker. Actually, first they broke it just on the server side, so it uh, it showed every Pokemon as the same uh, distance away. So since then, there is no way to of fighting Pokemon other than just going around until you literally step on one. 
like I think some they sign fixed that, or at least they did something instead of that. Yeah, they, they just po- stopped they show- stopped showing the distance. Right, but they also they just now started doing or they show Pokemon that are close to the Pokestops, and then I guess if you click on that, they'll show you like footsteps, which I think is new. I don't know. I haven't used it. I just no, the footsteps around. were there before. I think the footsteps it's were still how you can tell how beta. close you were to a Pokemon. And yeah, it's probably. only available in a couple locations. Alright then. I mean, I haven't touched it in months. Like, I, I, we talked about it however long ago it was. I checked it out. I checked yeah, it out I a couple times after that. I a couple days and realized this really isn't for me, and I live in a terrible place to even try it. Yeah, I mean, we both live in rural areas, but I work in a city every day. So I, at least if I wanted to, to play it, could play it. But I just didn't want to. I didn't find it fun. So, uh, what is going on in chat? <laughs> <laughs> I like oh. walking around downtown here and catching Pokemon. Um, also, another update that came out: if you ca- uh, the Pikachu's that show up, they're wearing Santa hats, and apparently that is a special sprite that is only around for uh, probably till like December thirty first. That's cute. Yep. I guess yeah, they'll stay that way. Unfortunately, it's just a just a marketing ploy by Big Santa Hat. Okay, Rach, why don't you read the community <laughs> submissions? We'll save No Man's Sky for last in this topic because I know. Okay, let's see. Um, let me pull this up. This is going to be. Uh, this was interesting. Let's see. There's uh, No Man's Sky, um, No Man's Sky, No Man's Sky, and just for a change of pace. No Man's Sky, but it's not possessive, so it's a completely different entry on here. Oh, I haven't heard of <laughs> So, I mean, the women one. can take it. That's fine. So, yeah, well, you know, it's no longer sexist. Yeah, no, Mel, go conquer that sky. Yeah! <laughs> it's okay, the so, version of it. <laughs> so, Chemist being the only one who bucked the trend, No Man's Sky is unanimously the worst release of 2016. Yes. I yeah, will uh, not argue yeah, so with that. Yeah, so we're just going to remove his track now from the uh, podcast? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Well, nah. I, I, I nominate next year we make this the No Man's Sky category. Second. <laughs> yes, I agree. that is a great idea. Okay, so why is No Man's Sky the worst game of 2016? Well, it's not necessarily. Um, oh, gee, ahead, I wonder about. Oh, what how was many that uh, been, video uh, you guys uh, just, sent me? <laughs> uh, just how many months of just negative press uh, talking about the missing features? The uh, just the. Uh, absolute bullshit going on with the uh, company itself. I can't imagine why it would be the worst uh, release. Well, like I said, I don't think it's going to end up going down in history as the worst game ever, but when it released, it was just a shitstorm of how to handle a bad release badly. Yeah. I think for me, the thing that like made it the worst was... The dev- the devs just disappeared. But yeah, the radio sounds for it was what four months, five months. Yeah, Rage. Where do you think it wasn't that quite that long? It was like too. ninety days. No, no, like it was longer months. than that. When, no, when we was, talked they about had it, a it tracker. Was... They had a tracker on the No Man's Sky subreddit. I think that when they finally started talking again, it was like ninety-two days. Are we counting the uh, time that uh, hackers broke into their Twitter <laughs> account? Uh, no, they didn't, actually they don't count that time. A, <laughs> a response. I just yeah, do believe it wasn't a really hack, it was wonder... just a rogue employee. 
Yeah, that's what I think or, it was or, too. Oh, or whatever, this is you know. Yeah, but but the thing is that it really uh, shown some light on you know the organization of the company when Sean Murray tweeted at No Man's Sky, uh, uh, Hello Games, and uh, was asking you know publicly, uh, "Are you guys still hacked?" Yeah, I mean that's telling me that you know. Uh, organizational wise, yo, he's off in the Caribbean, uh, well, with a hooker. <laughs> yeah, I mean, No Man's Sky would have still been a, a, a contender for worst release of the year for me, even if they had done uh, a proper amount of community and and consumer, you know, interaction and had been a lot better about discussing refunds with people and stuff like that. Yeah. But the fact that they were just like radio silence, you know, let's bar the gates and you know, let's have a pint and let this blow over. I mean, that's not the way to run a company and keep people uh, trusting in in your brand and and purchasing games from you. I mean, you know, there's a group of people who will buy stuff no matter what. But yeah. I mean, you know, I if if they ever release another game that even looks remotely interesting, I I won't buy it, even if it turns out to be good, because you know they they burned me as a customer. And like I said it a bunch of times, and I'll say it again just in case any listeners have forgotten or if you missed the earlier episodes. I mean, you know, I admitted to making a poor purchase. Uh, I let my... I mean, I didn't pre-order the game or anything, but I bought it based on a couple of really early PC reviews that didn't report any of the problems. Well, uh, it also I mean, shows, I got burned. Uh, it really also shows a weakness in just the PC review process where uh, the first couple hours of No Man's Sky supposedly isn't that bad, but it really starts to wear thin very quickly. And it also is once you get out of that refund window. Right. Uh, yeah. That's on Steam. And that's the problem. Right. And the type of game that No Man's Sky is, and, I mean. Uh, two hours or two weeks is not uh, enough time to really give it a fair shake. Yeah. I mean, you're not you're not going to even get off the planet in two hours unless you, like, you're starting planet. Unless you just, like get super lucky with your spawn and are standing next to everything you need to rebuild your ship. Statistics. I mean, I'm sure someone has, but the majority of people haven't. Right. And I got off pretty quick and it still took me like two and a half hours. Right. And to me, that's kind of where Astroneers is right now. It's definitely got some promise, but uh, it needs more development. And I would say the same thing about No Man's Sky. I mean, the addition of, um, what are they? Cargo ships, frigates, yeah, the cargo ships, yeah. the freighters. Yeah, those uh, those larger spacefaring vessels and bases should have been integral to gameplay uh, at release, but they were not. Not to mention that it was sold on the promise of exploration, and yet you're doing more surviving than anything else. The fact of the matter is, when the devs don't release that much information, that's when I start getting suspicious. So I was never that interested in the game, even when uh, people who I know in the gaming community were basically shitting themselves to get this thing yeah yeah i was uh i had my bullshit meter just going uh crazy before this re- was releasing and i just had the, that voice in my head yelling remember spore remember spore and i was right it, it's just it's the spore phenomenon all over again where they promised and promised and promised and just didn't deliver and no man scott may end up being a decent game years from now after you know it goes through a ton of post-release uh, patches just because it is a bare bones game there's really it's it has the systems there it has the skeleton but there's no beat on the bones absolutely actually i think if you came in right now uh with after the release of their 
uh, what was it called? The foundations patch or whatever that adds the freighters and adds that little bit of base building and adds a, a lot of the other stuff that they said was going to be there at the beginning. I think, I mean, you know, I have my biases based on my previous experience with it, which makes it hard, but I think you would probably, maybe not you personally, Rage, but just like a general you would have a much more enjoyable time because there's things there that, you know, the freighters encourage exploration because, um, you know, you instead of like, base. yeah, you have your mobile base basically. And then the little bases can help basically. you have points of interest and additional storage. And, um, you can, you can do things with them to set up like ways to make more money and, you know, all kinds of stuff. They add new alien interactions and more populated bases and things like that. And it's like, if all of that stuff had been with it, this would probably be a different story. I mean, I don't know if it'd be well, best I would game also, of the year, but uh, it certainly wouldn't be on my worst list. I would Agreed. also uh, put, for, uh, put forward the price point. Yes, 100%. Because if this, yeah, was, too expensive. if this was a $20, $30 game, a lot more people would not consider it as egregious as the, what was it, $60 on release? Yes. Yeah. It's just one of those things that your price point sets a certain expectation. And the fact that this was backed by Sony and pushed hard on the PS4 put that expectation even higher. And that's not even before you get to all the bullshit that Sean Murray was talking about. I mean, he makes Peter Molyneux look like an honest person. Yeah. No, he just Peter Molyneux Peter always Molyneux had a sense of... Dishonest. Peter <laughs> Molyneux came, comes off as someone that has a lot of ideas and he throws a lot of stuff out there and he doesn't like to talk about what doesn't stick he talks about everything uh, sean murray yeah. comes off as a pathological liar yeah for me the well, difference I mean, he was asked okay sorry uh, go ahead, for me the difference is that uh, uh molyneux always said that this will be the most amazing experience etc and he just doesn't deliver uh, Sean Murray actually talked about specific features that were not ever going to be implemented. So that's well, the, the biggest that difference for me. about multiplayer weeks before it released and there was no multiplayer whatsoever unless you count essentially leaderboards. Yeah. Well, now you can leave messages for other players on like these <laughs> little things you can construct and then they show up whenever... Uh, Players do planetary scans. Oh shit! No I've man's only sky put souls. one down. <laughs> yeah, and I've only I put those one are down. Filtered all to hell. Uh, mine's not filtered, or well, I don't know, maybe because I typed it, but mine uh, just says rocket ship, and then it's a an image of my penis <laughs> rocket ship. <laughs> no, so if anybody no, ever no, finds it, no. Jared, you know what you should do. Well, I have what? two things that you should do. One, uh, go listen to the VGL podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And the other one should be No Man's Sky was a mistake. <laughs> Just over and over again. For those do who don't know, that, do that. Uh, that's the, that was the big thing that <laughs> was tweeted out when uh, the Twitter account was hacked, in sarcasm quotes, uh, that they tweeted out No Man's Sky was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I cannot agree. argue yeah. with this. I, I mean, I could, but it would be a lie. I just have to reference that one video somebody sent me where it is. It shows, like, you know, uh, their preview Jurassic gameplay Park? stuff. The Jurassic Park, Jurassic yeah, the Park Jurassic theme. Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, the actual I'll link thing. that to a few people. 
Uh, there is one more video that I need you, all of you to see. I'm just googling it right now. Oh boy. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I wanted to make another point. Uh, because we keep talking how broken the game it, uh, it is. That made me just Google something. There are no speedruns of this game. That means the game is not broken, it's just boring. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, and that, uh, that I, might I, be I, the ultimate I wouldn't uh, dispute that one. No uh, Man's Sky is a screenshot generator. Yes, yeah. and... And all, all the problem is that the screenshots are of a slightly different colored planets uh, with randomly put together animals. Yes. They have all roughly the same parts. <laughs> Yeah, here's the link. It's audio only, uh, well, so it will probably make for. <laughs> All right, now I'm you sorry. have to watch this. Yeah. Oh my god, you're my you're my hero right now, man. Jared, you um, can just uh, edit in it post because it's audio only. Maybe. Right. It might just wind up in the show notes. We'll see how I feel after four hours tomorrow. <laughs> Speaking of, so has anybody looked up at the sky recently? What is your favorite thing there? Let's get this cat train off rails. <laughs> oh, God. Please don't. <laughs> okay, well, let's get it back on well, rails. I think we can agree. Well, no means Scott, I, I will <laughs> say that it did show a lot of, not just broken features in the game itself, but uh, how games are handled uh, both uh, as a journalistic uh, enterprise, and also how consumers are treated. I mean, just look at just all the places that we went with No Man's Sky that has nothing to do with the game itself. Uh, talking about how the uh, advertising was essentially lies. Yes, <laughs> uh, and? Uh, how the reviews were complete bullshit. Uh, they were essentially first impressions because they didn't really give the game out an, uh, enough time on the review code to even properly review it. Right. Yes, and? Uh, the missing features, uh, the just complete bullshit after the uh, launch. It's just, there's so much there. Yes, and? And then you start going into the community side of things and just watching the absolute meltdown that was the <laughs> subreddit. Yes. To the point that at one point it was completely and. deleted because one of the mods were, uh, well, uh, he liked the game and was upset that everybody else hated it. Because he's obviously a stoner, because that's the only way they can enjoy this fucking game. Well... To get high as a kite and start playing it. Well, and I think Jared could talk more about this than I could. It could also be partly the sunk cost fallacy, not just the money that they put into it, but the hype that they put into it as well. Well, I mean, a lot of people felt that way, and there were some who were like, you know, I played this game, like on the subreddit, like I played this game for a hundred or whatever hours, and, you know, I've just been wasting my time trying to, to chase that, you know 
confirm my bias, but I just can't anymore. Yeah, just taste it. Oh, so there were only a few people who said that. Yeah. Well, you also had to do it for the show, so you had another <laughs> reason to keep you going. But, yeah, so I just popped on the No Man's Sky subreddit, and it's all screenshots again. Uh, well, almost all screenshots of people's bases and freighters and stuff. Well, and I mean... That'll last for a little while. Yeah, and that's what it's supposed to be, but I think that we can all kind of agree that No Man's Sky is going to be uh, the worst release in 2016. So, I mean, do we want to move on, or do we want to keep beating this macaroni project that used the glue of the horse that was dead that we kept beating? Yeah, I just wanted to conclude with, if this was an actual indie game that released in early access for $20... People would love it, but because it was a sixty-dollar release backed by Sony, and then all the PR bullshit afterwards, then yeah, that's the actual issue. Yeah, which this yeah. is yes, technically not a indie game anymore. This is uh, essentially a triple A game that uh, has the death of a early access uh, uh, indie game. Sure, and that's why people are yeah. pissed off. Well, that is well the initial reason. Yes, and <laughs> that's one of the reasons. I would okay, say the well, initial. Then... Mm-hmm. Moving on. Let's move on from our or to our <laughs> next category. Our favorite game played in 2016. So not released. Well, not necessarily. It could be. But the favorite game we played in 2016. And mine was Factorio. Rage. And mine, RimWorld. Chemist? Brawlhalla. Brawlhalla. Okay. Kyle? Uh, I agree. Factorio. Really? I figured you'd say Civ Six. Well, that was the best release. I wanted to diversify and shed light on games that didn't necessarily win another award in this thing. Fair enough. Mails? Fallout 3. Game of the Year edition. I played that a lot early on in the year. <laughs> wow. Okay. Another unexpected, I mean, great game, but yeah. another unexpected entry. Rage, what were our okay, community well, submissions? Our community submissions are very diverse. Kerbal Space Program. Tabletop Simulator, <laughs> Overwatch, and Subnautica. Wait, wait, wait. Can okay. I guess? Can I guess? Was Subnautica Jim oh. 3535? Oh, I didn't go uh, look at that one. Yes, and. All right. Uh, Kyle, since both of us picked Factorio, let's take a minute to talk about that first, and then everybody else can have a chance to talk about their game. So why did you put Factorio in your favorite game? Well, I thought it was the most innovative uh, survival game that I've played since survival games became a genre. Not to mention, I like the idea of automating things, where you can, yeah. um, for sake of example, set up a factory, and as long as you provide the raw resources, you can basically just leave it to its own devices. Um, its replay value for me has largely been trying to create more and more efficient streams of things, but uh, the one drawback, if I had to give a drawback to the thing that I consider to be the best game of 2016, is the fact that a lot of the uh, alien spawns, um, even if you make a big wall, it's very possible for them to spawn inside of your base, and you need to dedicate some of your resources to military unless you play on peaceful mode. But, you know, I mean, Minecraft did that as well. Um, I don't know. It was just a yeah. unique and fresh experience that uh, was completely unexpected. 
I enjoy the hell out of it, and if I go and I take a look at this, it's probably not going to have the most hours uh, in any game that I played. In fact, it isn't, but it did break the triple digit mark. I have played over 100 hours of it, so in my mind, uh, anything that is fresh and original that does that is deserving of at least some award in this uh, award show. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, the the main reason that I played it is that need that I have for efficiency. Plus, I just love building things. I mean, a lot of my favorite games are, like, really uh, based around building things and efficiency. And, you know, I mean, Transport Fever, Train Fever, Factorio, Minecraft, Space Engineers, like, all of those plus many more like them are, you know, games that I, I like to play frequently. Uh, and, I mean, Factorio broke the triple-digit mark for me this year as well. And, I mean, I've been playing it recently after the past couple of big updates. And they they continue to make good or uh, excellent uh, community-informed changes to the game, which that's another reason that I picked it is because it's one of the best, if not the best, current example of how early access should work, at least that I'm familiar with. And I mean, you know, it's just, is it still one guy or did he finally get some people to help him? Do you know? I'm not sure about that, but it gives me um, vibes of the early KSP community um, because I don't know if I've gone on about this at length, but I was part of the KSP community since about 2012. And I mean, it's really great when you see a dev uh, taking suggestions from the community and saying, okay, how can I make this the best possible version that it can be? So, Factorio Dev, if you're listening, tanker cars, for fuck's sake, I hate filling up oil barrels. <laughs> <laughs> I do hate... There's probably a mod for that. That's another thing about Factorio that I like. It's really mod-friendly. Um, the base game is pretty pretty challenging, and it's got a wide variety of, of ways that you can tackle problems. But compared to some of the mods out there, particularly Bob's mod, it's like easy mode. Bob's mod is ridiculous because it adds many, many more base resources and many more steps along the way to producing the the rocket, which is currently the only end game unless you play the campaigns, which are more like tutorials. Yes. But yeah, the end game you want to you have to build a rocket and send a satellite into space so that you and your rocket ship. <laughs> <laughs> so that you can get off the planet that you've crash landed on. Yes. Um, and Bob's mod adds like six more layers to that. And it's it's ridiculous. But well, I mean, there's a whole lot, whole bunch of other mods too. There's train mods that have different kinds of trains and uh, better or different types of tracks and more vehicles and just general gameplay mods and stuff like that. There's a bunch of stuff for Factorio. Absolutely. And a good modding community is just a reflection of the community at large uh, because it means that people care enough about this game that they're willing to put in the time to make changes that they see fit. And a good dev will capitalize on that and say, okay, I'm not going to come down with any sort of hammer. I'm going to make sure that my game is open to this and the code. And, I mean, it, it takes... I don't know, chemists could back me up on this. It takes a lot to make sure that games can be modded. Um, but beyond that, um, I feel that the top-down perspective is a fresh take on survival because we've had 3D, starting with Minecraft, is the big one. Then we have Terraria as 2D, but it's um, side-scroll. And I think the top-down uh, does a lot to increase your informational awareness, especially when you're creating factories. You can see where your production lines are and where they're going. Yeah. Okay, so you wanted me to back you up. I'm not quite sure I know enough about it. Basically, if you want to the game to be moddable, you have to write it in a way where you can 
stub- uh, substitute files with actual code, which in some engines is next to impossible. In some engines, this is the only way to do it. But I wanted to point out one more thing is that every Friday on a Factorio website, there are developer posts and just from the perspective of a programmer, I find them really interesting because they sometimes go into great depth about just some really weird code optimization. Yeah, and I love yeah. that their devs are that willing to be that open with the community. Like personally, I'm looking forward to the nuclear up the nuclear update. Like you can't believe. Yes, I know I'm you won't shut so up about it. To that. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, you know, Thorium I think is the future, it's an early dude. access game. They're working on stuff, but it's like okay, my only two options for power are Steam, uh, or uh, or Greenlight Steam engines, or ridiculous amounts of solar pl- uh, panels. Yes. My solar fields are massive. Oh my! They're way larger than the rest of my base in general. Ship, like, yeah, because ship for some reason, it's really weird. To power just a single electric furnace, you need something like ten panels. So it's just yeah. Plus, you have to have batteries to keep all the energy yeah. at nighttime. Yeah, but if you can roll over, it reduces your pollution a lot. Yeah, it does. Or you could just build more gun turrets. <laughs> yeah, get some. Although eventually, if you pollute too much, the aliens get so strong, your gun turrets might as well not even exist. So you do have to strike some sort of balance. More gun turrets and laser turrets. More boosters. Build the rocket and crush them. Crush it into aliens. <laughs> Nuke them from orbit. I it's think the only work. way to be sure. All right, let's give everyone else a chance to talk about their games. Uh, I guess we can just go down the list. Rage. Uh, well, RimWorld for me has been uh, kind of what I wanted. In that there's been this genre that sprung up uh, since Dwarf Fortress, a Dwarf Fortress-like uh, survival game or base-building game, depending on the mode that you play Dwarf Fortress in, and really how you look at Dwarf Fortress, because you could really look at it as just a survival game, uh, especially when you are in adventurer mode and you're out just exploring the world, or you could treat it as a base-builder. And there's been a lot of games trying to capitalize on that Dwarf Fortress-like feel, that has a lot of depth, but it's still accessible. And RimWorld has actually been the best one out of that so far. Granted, it is still early access, but they are adding so much to it. As a matter of fact, the day we were recording this, they released a new alpha version that added a feature that's been promised in Dwarf Fortress for ages. The ability to uh, send out caravans and send out attacking forces. Hmm. Uh, just an absolute major update that completely changes how you can play the game to the point that you could play it as a nomadic tribe and just move from base to base and really just try to survive as a mobile people. And RimWorld is also the only game that I've done on my YouTube channel that I've been eager enough to play that I've been playing it on my own as well. <laughs> Constantly. And in the, uh, I want to say like seven or eight months since it's come out, I'm pushing triple digits on my hours played already. Nice. And, that's, and I'm not sure if that's counting my uh, YouTube version as well, because it's a little wonky, because I did a copy over into a separate folder to keep that, se- well, to keep it separate so it doesn't update on me and break all my mods. 
I, it does. I think it does because sometimes when it pops up okay. that you're playing it, there'll be a little parentheses with like, I forget what you call it, but like whatever version. Yeah. Um. So I think it count. It's counting both of them. All right. I'm, I wasn't sure if it did or not. Uh. Which sometimes you, uh, Steam is a little wonky with that. But also, you were talking about the bodability in Factorio. The bodability in RimWorld is absolutely insane to the point that there are total conversion mods out already for it. To the well, one example is bar survival, essentially making it the Martian, the video game. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I just watched that this evening, actually. Guess who hasn't watched it? Uh, or there's a version that makes uh, everything Cthulhu based. So you're fighting Eldritch horror, horrors, or you could have a zombie mod where you're fighting off a bunch of zombies. And it goes very Walking Dead, where the uh, zombie virus goes airborne, and anyone that dies, a zo- uh, bitten by a zombie or not, becomes a zombie and could rise up in your base. So you have to be even more careful there. It's just all the flexibility there, all the depth of Dwarf Fortress. Well, not quite. It's still not as deep as Dwarf Fortress, but the thing is that three years of development versus a decade of development. But it's yeah. far more accessible than Dwarf Fortress ever will be. Well, at least until Dwarf Fortress gets that UI update that they've been promising for the last three or four years. <laughs> but They'll get there eventually. But but they've shown that they are willing to add really deep features and listen to the community as well. I'm looking forward to seeing what the final version of RimWorld's going to be uh, when it finally uh, gets out of early access. But it's been one of the better uh, examples of early access that I can think of. Granted, nice. they haven't communicated quite as much as uh, KSP uh, did back in its early access days, but uh, it's been a real treat. All right. All right. Uh, Kimis? Okay, so for me it's Brawlhalla because even though I only started playing in August, I already have 200 hours in it. And I've been holy shit, dude. Yeah, I've been playing. I wonder he didn't have any games to play uh, to talk about <laughs> playing. Yeah, I've been playing it for an hour pretty much every day. Just some one v one ranks or two v two with random people I've met. And metal note: never play against uh, him in Brawlhalla. Yeah, and uh... Every other weekend I would play with just my f- a friend of mine. The one I called uh, Scrub last time we were recording. <laughs> nice. Welcome Which to have you my- had a chance to play with I think with everyone David be a Scrub compared to you. Excuse from me? Left Stick Down. Have you had a chance to play with David yet from Left Stick Down? Because uh, I saw the yeah, tweet exchange which, you guys had a week or two ago. The issue is when, normally he's only playing when I'm sleeping. <laughs> okay. So we'll... he used to work night shift, but I don't know what it, where he's working now. Basically, usually uh, every time, like I think every Saturday when I wake up, I see on Twitter that he posted, "Oh, thank ev- thanks everybody for joining for the six hour Brawlhalla stream." <laughs> and you're just st- sitting there going, "Damn it!" Yeah, I just set your alarm like for today. Yeah, I might actually do that. And I've never liked fighting games, but because it's much closer to Smash, I just really like it. I would say simplicity. 
but also the okay. f- also the fact that uh, you can spend a couple hours on Reddit just arguing about frame data. And speaking of subreddit, actually I broke it a little bit like two days ago because there has been a lot of discussion and by discussion I mean just people ranting about it. Uh, in Brawlhalla you have gadgets which are mines, spike balls, bombs and also just summoner horns I will not discuss in details but people were complaining because a bomb or a mine can kill uh, very early on. So if you are at relatively low health and your opponent has an explosive in their hand, then the game can just pretty much stop because everybody is afraid. And another thing is that weapons spawn on the same cycle as gadgets. So if you're currently without a weapon, every time you see a gadget spawn, that means you have to wait another cycle to get a weapon. So every pretty much day there would be a post just remove gadgets from ranked, especially since uh, in tournament plays they are already disabled. And I was so fucking sick of it that I made a shit post saying, why don't we just remove weapons instead? <laughs> oh boy. So how'd that because, go for you? Well, my argument Old was move. that it would also fix the issue where a gadget spawns without, uh, instead of a weapon, because now there are no weapons. And also, people would stop complaining about, I don't know, katars or sword being overpowered, because now there are no katars or sword. So that got, like, a hundred upvotes, which for this subreddit is pretty big. I think it was top third post uh, for the week. And I that was in the evening. I go to sleep. I wake up. And then you're banned. No, not me. But there's just a lot of posts. I basically became a meme. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, well my done, fa- yeah, my favorite ones. Uh, there would be things like remove Koji's wheat from the ga- uh, from ranked. Just Koji is a ninja character that chews wheat for whatever reason because it's Japanese or something. Or remove players from ranked because now there is nobody to complain. Or remove ranked from ranked. That's pretty meta. <laughs> what else? Remove Sean Murray from ranked. Yeah. Remove, Sean remove from Brawlhalla from ranked. And my absolute favorite one, remove shit from shit posts and then <laughs> remove posts as well. <laughs> And it got so bad that the mod started threatening everybody with Banhammer. Yeah, I just dropped the link to that yeah, in, that in is... the chat. Found uh, it. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I mean, unless there's another chemist parading out there. No, there is only one true chemist out there. At least not with that attitude. Well, that's one thing I've never done, sir, is become a meme. I've done just about everything else you can imagine. You got banned but from not a meme. subreddit. <laughs> well, I <laughs> got just... pe- yeah, I got people banned from the subreddit. Nice. Nice. <laughs> and Okay. Well, also oh, sorry, just one other thing that last Saturday I decided to just join a random tournament. And open tournaments work just the way 
you have a publicly visible bracket. And then on Discord, you look who are you are playing against. You post them the room number. You play all uh, according the rules and report the score back. And everything advances semi-automatically. And of course, because I'm not that good at the game, at least compared to other people, I got my ass handed over. Additionally, because we were playing on US servers, so I got just shit ton of lag. I did not expect it. But it is technically correct, which is the best kind of correct, that I won against the fifth best player in the world. Nice. <laughs> because just because well uh, just before the tournament started, there was some drama that uh, one, uh that the sponsor also wanted to play, and most people just said, "Okay, sure, he's." If he would win, that would be a little awkward because he would be giving the award to himself, but that was highly unlikely, so we just didn't mind. But some people got really salty over it, saying that it's not fair to low-ranked players, even though those guys were much better at him. So I don't understand the logic. But some people just dropped out. And one of those guys was Boomy, who in BCX World Championship took 5th place in 1v1 and 3rd place in 2v2. I got matched against him, and because he wasn't there, I won. Nice. So that was the only game I won this tournament, and I will just keep bragging about it. I would. As you should, sir. As you should. Yeah, so oh. aside from that, just Brawlhalla is the first game that I have ever spent on just cosmetics because, come on, rainbow flags. And also because of that and kind of people you met on the internet, I had to think about logistics of the phrase, suck a dick up your ass. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you turning on like a vacuum up your ass? I don't know. I don't know, you know it was weird. I have seen a a porn where this robot chick does that to a dude. What? Okay, <laughs> who's here not surprised that Jared has seen something like this? I'll have to I'll have to find it. Maybe the next time that like a someone's talking a lot and it's not me, I'll go look it up and drop it in the chat. Oh god. Just yeah, put it in the show notes. <laughs> okay, and with that, let's move on to Mel. <laughs> Tell us about your favorite game and why you picked it. Uh, what was it? I get, I chose Fallout Three Game of the Year Edition, mostly because I finished college pre like end of last year. Although I had still one class left to do, so in the meantime, I played a lot of Fallout Three, and I played it before on the Xbox Three Sixty. And that was fun, but I didn't have any of like the DLC because my Xbox wasn't hooked up to the internet. So having time to play it just on my own on the computer, I really enjoyed it. Um, I've played forty hours of it. I'm still not even halfway through it. But where are you in the story? Can you remember? I know my dad is supposed to be at the water facility, the water treatment facility, even though I haven't gone over there to check yet. Um, so, 
I just dis- my character just assumes, oh, he must be over there. I'll just let him do his thing while I go and do a bunch of side quests. <laughs> have you have you met with the Dark Brotherhood yet? Because I'm trying to figure out if you're at the end of the game or not, like story wise. No, not story wise. No. Um, or did I say Dark Brotherhood? I meant yeah. Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah, I, I, I was, meant the I was Brotherhood of Steel. Thinking, okay, it's been a while since I played this game. I have run I into rogue members of the Brotherhood before. Okay. Like the so, first time, okay. it, I mean, I'm not gonna. The first time it wasn't bad. It was just like, oh, cool, nice to see you guys, I guess. And then yeah. we just—they weren't. Uh, they were pretty neutral. And then, of course, you know, I show up again later, and they're like, ah, pot shots. <laughs> yeah, I really like Fallout Three as well. It was my introduction to the Fallout series, and then I went back and played Fallout One and Two and Tactics. Or was it Brotherhood of Steel? Ta- whatever. I played that one. The kind of Ooh, the one in RTS or turn-based. Yeah. Oh, God, I played yes. that one. And then, obviously, I played New Vegas and Fallout 4. And I have not... Well, I have but, played a little bit of Fallout 4 on my friend's PS4, uh, I think, is what she has. I don't know what the newest one is. Well, technically, PS4 Pro, but the PS4 yeah. was the only one that existed when Fallout 4 came out. Yeah, p- PS4. I've been playing on her PS4 every time I visit home. I usually advance the story there, but she goes and does all my base building while I'm not there. <laughs> nice. It's, which is nice. Although I definitely like Fallout 3. I eventually want to get Fallout 4. <laughs> I will say Fallout 3 uh, has a really good uh, world building to it. Yes. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, going between Fallout 3 and New Vegas, it's more... Yeah, whoever's uh, favorite between the two is if you value your world building or if you value your characters. That's what I've always uh, taken it as. Yeah, I do like them both a lot, but I think I like Fallout 3 more. I am a big fan of world building in those types of games. Because honestly, I mean, they're mostly just big sandboxes and there can be story elements for sure, but Western open world RPGs tend to not tell as good of a story in that in that sense. Like they tend to focus more on the experience of just enjoying a a playground. I mean not all of them, but in general. Well, but I definitely like the sure. story building stuff more than I guess characters, but both are good. I definitely like all the background lore for everything. Yeah, there's a ton of that. Yes. Blamco. Blam. <laughs> yes, I have a problem. Okay. I have a problem with hoarding mac and cheese in that game. <laughs> well, well, you got to make uh, some art, you know. And we uh, beat the horse for No Man's Sky enough to make you some glue. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Does anybody need to take a break before we move on to the next topic? No, I very quietly slipped away and did that while Mel's was introducing her game. I'm uh, going okay. to go and do that and grab a snack. Okay. Alright, since uh, we have some time, I'm gonna go top off drinks. Yeah, let's call a quick break. Okay. Alright, in the spirit of not wasting any time, we're back from our elevator music break. Let's move on to our next award, which is Least Favorite Game Played in 2016. Uh, uh, this my, is gonna be a fun one. Yep. My game was Superstar. 
Surprised there was not No Man's Sky for you. I've already put No Man's Sky on the list once. I didn't want to double up. I mean, there was no rule against it. I just didn't want to. True. Uh, mine is an indie game that I got as a review copy called Kitten Rampage. Go right. on. <laughs> My oh, least well, we fa- will in oh. a bit. Okay. Do you want to say something or will we discuss it afterwards? No, go ahead, Camus. We'll discuss it after. So my least favorite game played is To The Moon. Ooh. Interesting. Shanfire. Okay. I are going to agree to disagree, Camus. My <laughs> least right, favorite Kyle, game. what was your game? And I'm prepared to just get the shit kicked out of me by a Polish man. Was Undertale. Okay. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Mels? Um... My Sims for the DS. I bought it because at Kyle's behest and... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Hold on. I said it wasn't bad. And you're like, okay, I gotta oh, buy boy. that. And how does uh, that make you feel, Mouse? Meh, I played maybe like one hour of it. This whole year. <laughs> wow. Alright, okay, what's our community? community picks is No Man's Sky. <laughs> <laughs> Imperion, hmm. okay. Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, okay. All right, and Four Kings Casino and Slots, <laughs> okay. Curious, Interesting. <laughs> A couple of those. I wonder who picked Imperion. I mean, we, you know, I, it's not a big enough deal for you to look it up right now, but that's just curious to me. I would guess Groove. Maybe uh, Groove, didn't did, actually did put in, uh, Groove didn't actually put a, a, a submission in. Well. I was just... Or at least I don't think. I was throwing a dart at a fucking wall. Uh, Granted, a couple of these uh, uh, Steam names I don't recognize uh, offhand, and I'm not going to go check right now. Right. Okay, well, I'll go first. Mine's pretty simple. Uh, Superstar, if you guys remember, was that game that I refunded on Steam because it was ununderstandable because of all of the awful English. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it was it was unplayable. No Man's Sky was more playable than this game. Oh, Ouch. shots fired. Shit. <laughs> so that's why Superstar is my game. I mean, there's really nothing else to say. It was terrible. I hated it. I refunded it. All right. I guess uh, we're going down the list and I'm up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Hidden Rampage. It's essentially a Unity asset flip trying to beat Goat Simulator. And the thing is that it's one of these games that advertises bugs as a feature. <laughs> so you can see where we're going already. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that. Goat Simulator was like, all right, I can, you know, one of these is enough. I can handle this. Well, well, the thing is that Goat Simulator at least ran. Yeah. (laughs) This game, uh, well, granted, I only tried it when it originally came out on Early Access. I got a review copy of it, so I didn't pay for the steaming polish shit. I tried to play it just to see, you know, uh, maybe it's better than what it looks like. No, it's worse. (laughs) <laughs> it ran like absolute shit. Uh, since it's a Unity asset flip game, uh, you know you have a bunch of random models that make absolutely no sense. Like for uh, for whatever reason, there's a Velociraptor. Yeah, whatever. Right. And uh, and also because it's a Unity asset flip game, there's huge differences in the quality of the models. The kitten, at least when I originally played it was this really blocky, kind of blurry, kind of looks like a kitten, but really doesn't. It 
it looks like something that was meant to not be seen up close as a model. And then you get things like the Velociraptor uh, and the... Trying to think of any other models that were particularly high quality, but the Raptor was the one that really stood out just because it looks like somebody actually took the time to, you know, model it. And there was just this huge disparity in the quality of these models, the uh, texture quality of these models. And it's just one of those things that it just screamed, this was thrown together in about five minutes. And yes, it has had updates since it launched. But it seems like it just still runs incredibly poorly. And honestly, it's not fun. And that's the big thing, is that Goat Simulator, you could uh, have fun with it. it, it yes, yes, it uh, it's stupid. It has its memes in it and everything. This was literally, at least at launch, was just a score attack game where you ran around and shot lasers out of your eyes, whatever reason, I don't know. It tried to score enough points to progress to the next level. And that was it. Yeah, there was no, you know, uh, little uh, mini scene where you did a uh, certain thing and it uh, did this, like, cutscene thing. Like Goat Simulator has. It's a very low rent Goat Simulator ripoff that just was absolutely terrible. Yeah. Well, I think Goat Simulator was a big joke. And then... All of these other games that have followed it seem to be like somebody trying to take the joke and make it their own. And it's like, you can't do that. You have to make your own joke. You can't just well, take somebody even, else's. It's not even that. It's people that are taking the joke, but don't understand the essence of the joke. I think yeah, the they, essence they, of they the joke under- was that Goat Simulator wasn't actually that bad of a game, especially since they it got free expansion packs. I think there were free. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, there's been a bunch. Yeah, they added, uh, made it an MMO. They created a payday mode uh, mod. So, a zombie mod. Yeah, and everything, they, um, everything else is. Oh, see, this is a terrible game, but it's ironic. Yeah, which is probably one of the hardest types of comedy to capture is satire. Because you run the risk of becoming the thing that you're pointing uh, just a fun finger at. Indeed. Okay, uh, Kimis, you're up. Okay, so uh, even though it was already discussed on uh, Game Club, just in case some people have not played it, I will try not to spoil it. But basically my... I already said it on the Game Club, and my problem with To The Moon is that it's not a good game. I like the story, I fucking love the soundtrack, but the gameplay is either non-existent or just plain awful. Right. Well, it is outside of one sequence, uh, Outside of one sequence, I would say it's a visual novel, or close to it. Yeah, this is pretty Granted, much uh, my point. Visual that... novels is... Visual novels is a very specific genre, just the way they're built, for the most part. there You do get uh, visual novels that have gameplay elements, uh, either mini-games or even just full-blown games with uh, the visual novel kind of piecing things together. But To the Moon, if you don't want to call it a visual novel, I would call it interactive fiction. With the exception of one sequence, which I don't want to spoil, just because... 
it is very late in the game, and to understand, you know, to explain it, it reveals a big twist. So I don't want to really talk about that. Yeah, basically, up to that point, I really hoped for some gameplay, and then I immediately regretted it once the gameplay showed up. So yeah, it, mm-hmm. that one sequence uh, felt like they got to that point, and they either needed to lengthen the game artificially, which is what I think really happened. Or they wanted to try to put some gameplay in to break out of the interactive fiction uh, visual novel section and just didn't uh, really do it all that well. And I really think it's the first part just because that sequence does kind of stretch on for, I'd say, 15, 20 minutes. Is that about fair? Something along those lines. Yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah, I think it's supposed to take three minutes, but because it's so awful, I spent almost half an hour on it. Just kept getting stuck. Okay, right. that is me done. Well, that was pretty easy. Uh, Kyle? Yeah, Undertale. Um, I know that this is going to be... Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, this is going to be a little controversial. I understand that. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily the game itself that was bad. I haven't finished it, but... And here's the big but... People are fucking assholes, is exactly what this boils down to. Because every single time I said, I haven't played Undertale, somebody would be like, oh, this isn't a spoiler, but... And then they would drop just huge spoiler bombs on me. Yeah. To the point where I knew, I knew what the point of the game was to the... Oh my gosh. Okay, and then beyond that, just... So, in other words, the internet is dicks. Yeah, the internet is all dicks. Just all dicks all the time, which is what you would expect. It's what you'd expect in a Star Wars tabletop RPG. No, bad Kyle. Sorry. Um, (laughs) Spanking Tom! um, But beyond that, the gameplay is very 90s, to give it, like, a generous, like I'm trying to meet you halfway sort of feel to it. Uh, but beyond but that, that's kind of the point of it. Isn't yeah, that's it? the point. I get it. Trust me. I understand where the creator is coming from. I understand what the creator is trying to do, and I understand that people want to have a pacifist option in gaming. But beyond all that, the gameplay is just not very good. It's top-down RPG, and yes, each fight has different ways that you have to uh, work at to beat it. But the fact of the matter is, to play a good playthrough, and yes, I understand this is part of the point, is much harder than just blasting the bejesus out of everything that crosses your path. Not to mention, you will die a few times in your first playthrough if you're playing blind uh, to just randomly changing um, things. The thing that I'm reminded of is the Undyne fight where you have to do some blocks. And it's essentially, and I'm oversimplifying here, DDR, and you just have to memorize exactly how the things come out. And to me, that's not fun. I get that a structured story from a top-down perspective can be the fun times. It's just it did not connect with me, and I had enough people ruin the story and just the poignant moments. The music is good. I will agree with that. But at the same time, (sighs) to everybody who ruined this game to me, go fuck yourselves. Oh, okay. Bye, sweetie. <laughs> you are only part of the problem, dear. And I mean, you could stay on mic for that if you want. Oh, my. 
Well, there goes the child-friendly tag. Well, if you give me ten minutes, I can I'm... be over there and, you know, I can, you know, literally fuck you. I'm not against this. All right, hold on. Let me let me drive over there. If you're going to do that, wrap up your recordings and send it to me first. <laughs> we're going to carry on without you. You're just going to get a bunch of just nothing from my end and then all of a sudden just muffled on her end. Just like, meh, meh, meh. Which, yeah, I'm way oversimplifying. Are those the sounds you make <laughs> while she sits there quietly like, ah, come on, get it over with. Moo. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Kyle. Yes. I totally get where you're coming from on that. Like, I kind of had some of the same constraints with Undertale. By the time I got around to checking it out it had just blown up and been everywhere and there was no way to have avoided spoilers for it. So that takes away a lot of the meaning from that game. I wonder so. if uh, we could come up with a name for this phenomenon. Uh, I would almost call it the cake is a lie phenomenon. Yes, I would agree where, with that. Yeah, that, that little bit of twist, granted, it's uh, the cake is a lie isn't that huge of a spoiler, but it tips you off to other things uh, in Portal. Right. Right. Plus, the internet just went absolutely batshit for Portal like it did for Undertale. Right. And I think that's part of it. But um, beyond all of that, uh, I would say that Undertale is a game best played blind. And the fact of the matter is, because it was so well put together in most people's minds that they couldn't see past their own just egocentrism and saying, I enjoyed this. So I'm going to make sure that other people enjoy this, and I'm going to make sure that I do that by talking about it and ruining everything that's awesome about this. Yeah. I think the best way at this point to play Undertale is to to buy it and hang on to it for like two or three years and then play it when most of that memory will have faded. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty impossible to forget something all the way, but, you know, you'll Vodka. still retain much of the that kind of first time through. Yeah, basically, I will politely disagree with you, Kyle, but I see your point that the only... Yeah, this Undertale, I would say, is my favorite game of all time, but only because I took special care into not getting it spoiled to the point where, for example, I was watching a video or listening to a podcast and I just heard the word Undertale... I skipped the entire episode just to be on the safe side. And I think that the story is fantastic, but it is very easily spoiled. And the gameplay mixes with the story very well. But again, I cannot really discuss it without spoiling it. It's just, yeah, this game, I had a moment where I was... I pretty much had to press just one button, but I sat in front of my laptop for almost an hour because I refused to make the decision. Right, and I understand that, and I understand the value in that, but whenever somebody's like, oh, this is a thing that you have to play, okay, don't spoil it, and here's why, no, shut the fuck up! Yeah, exactly. Uh, every time somebody said, oh yeah, I've heard of this game, Undertale, and I, I would just say, okay, play it, that is the end, You will. Uh, that is all you will ever hear, hear from me. 
Right, and I appreciate that. And pulling a knife on people that I interact with in everyday life to get them to shut up was not an option, so... Okay. I just kind of had to grin okay. it. So you don't want to fuck me? No, not really. <laughs> I already know where my next thousand lays are coming from. The store? You sure you're going to make it to a thousand? Um, yeah, my heart's pretty well, good. Well, once you pop... <laughs> Excellent response. Excellent response. I'll give you bonus points for that one, man. Thank you. Okay, Mel, let's uh, let's hear about your least favorite game of the year. I vaguely remember playing it. I just remember I show up on an island, and I'm supposed to go to, I guess, the governor's house or the mayor's house or something. I got there, and they're like, Uh, this uh, is uh, my Sims for the DS. It's not any of, like, the Sim games where it's, I can't remember what the developer is for that, but... It's not like that at all. It's like, yeah, no, this is something completely different. It's just stupid. (gasps) I've played this game. It's shitty. (laughs) I played it like three or four years ago. My mom gave me her her DS, and she had this game with it. Yeah, no, I got. I was like, oh, I found the mayor. I rescued the kid, and then after that, it's like, okay, wander around town. I'm like, great. Yeah, and it like keeps doing mini tutorial things and it's like come on i just want to just explore the town and see if i can build stuff it's like game. no yeah just let me play <laughs> i yeah, also tried to play this game but because i was trying to play it on pirated copy it just bootlooped so glad to hear i haven't missed much oh you've missed quite a bit yeah you didn't miss much this is possibly okay. clearly the best game ever is that all you got mails that's all i got I only played it for like an hour, oh. and then I just I wasn't interested at all. You know, you can always sell it when we go back to tops, right? I could sell it. I think I will. For a dollar. Gotcha. gotcha dollar. Dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I love I you, gotcha dear. Gotcha dollar. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, let's move on to our next awards category. Then our best non-game item. So this was. It could be anything as long as it wasn't specifically a video game. Um, so I'll go first. Mine was AMD's new current powerhouse video card, the RX 480, or the budget power, whatever you want to call it. Uh, mid-range. Yeah, they're new mid-range, but currently their most powerful card on the market right now because the 490 is not out. Yeah, same here. Uh, yep. The RX 480. Mm. I have a different brand. I have the Nitro version. Yeah, and I've got or, the Sapphire. Well, Sapphire Nitro. What about the Ruby version? Uh, and you have the uh, re- uh, the reference, don't you? Um, yes, but it's Sapphire branded. Okay, so I have uh, the aftermarket cooler, and that's the difference. Yeah. Well, that and a factory overclock. Right. Okay, Chemist? Uh, mine would be Jabramove wireless headset, which I'm using right now, even though it's wired. I can talk about it later. Okay. I'm kind of wired right now. I have a had a little bit of caffeine in me. I ate some chocolate. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm drinking. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> I think what I will you, start drinking soon. Good man. Um, I would actually say, and this is going to sound kind of suck up-ish, but the VGL podcast has been my favorite um, non-gaming item of the year. Aww. And I, I love Only suck-ups would put the podcast on their list. Go fuck yourself. 
Yeah, Rage. No, I can see his <laughs> list. It's on there at some point. Spoiler alert. Oh, okay. Okay, Mills? Um, I don't remember... And, and here I don't even spoil Undertale for him. I don't remember if I got this last <laughs> year for Christmas or this year for my birthday, but I'm going to say Death Star Waffle Maker. That sounds amazing. You win. answer. You win. She wants breakfast. It's awesome. It, it's quite good. It works for Waffles aren't just for breakfast. At least Waffles uh, are for any time. It works pretty well, too. I just have to make sure that I put a little bit of oil or butter on it so it comes away in one piece. That's what uh, you're and supposed that... to do with waffle makers. I know. Always. <laughs> I never had a waffle just... maker before. Uh, okay. My, uh, mine doesn't have to be oiled. I've, I mean, we have a nonstick waffle maker, and if you don't put oil or cooking spray or something on there, they definitely stick. I don't know if I should put oil on the VGL hey, podcast host, oh, I have, but let's try this. Oh, my. I would just... Let me take my oh, shirt off. I would just a little bit I'm of I'm surprised you're actually wearing the, a shirt. Here, at, okay. here I thought the, uh, you know, all you'd be wearing for the anniversary, which this is our 52nd episode as well for VGL. I'm not, I'm not wearing any pants. Okay. I, I thought you'd just be wearing a bow tie, and that'd be your tuxedo. Nah. I am I'm wearing, wearing a bathrobe. Half counselor, half zombie slayer so shirt. So that's something. You're yeah, white, see, the... I'm wearing a bathrobe. I'm pulling a TB right now. Nice. <laughs> I'm wearing sweatpants, a t-shirt, and a sweater over that. Also a blanket. Hold on, what's this pants business? Am I to be wearing pants right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing warm, fuzzy sweatpants. Well, uh, I have to get the joke out there that I thought of for the uh, waffle maker. You do have to watch your timer on that, otherwise you will fall to the dark side. <laughs> That's funny. Oh. <laughs> you know it's good whenever I make uh, Jared groan. <laughs> okay, Rage, how much do we want to talk about the 480s? Because we did like a yeah. special in the show about them. Well, for me, it was doubling my graphics power, which... The the downside of this is that it's shown that my CPU is in desperately in desperate need of an upgrade, and I'm pretty much at the top of the line what I could do with my motherboard. So this means a I'm starting my pre uh, planning for my new computer because it's essentially I did a little bit of research already and I'm piecing out things. Only yeah. thing I would really be able to salvage from my comp- current computer would be. The power supply, which probably a bad idea to reuse a, I would say about a four year old power supply at this point. Depends well, on the brand. It, it, it would, Some of them it, can last for a it, long time. It, it but... wouldn't. It, it it wouldn't be saving that much money. That's the thing. That's true. Power and, supplies are pretty inexpensive for a yeah. decent model. Yeah. So yeah, it wouldn't and be saving that much. And that power supply can fry everything else. Fair so, point. Yeah, be careful. Fair point. I, 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 I'll. I'll definitely reuse the 480, obviously. Yeah. And my recorder drive. So it's yeah. pretty much a brand new computer short of the graphics card. Yeah. I mean, I love the 480 because of, uh, again, upping my graphics potential. I mean, I had a better graphics card than you uh, with my 750 Ti. but Yeah, but you weren't too far ahead of me. No, not too far ahead. So I didn't quite double my graphics potential, but I got a huge boost it also helped with recording and streaming because um, the 480 can do a lot of the encoding for me and take a huge load off my CPU because my CPU is not really meant for streaming and recording. Um, yeah. It's kind of a it was kind of a budget CPU when I bought it, 
because at the time I was just going to play games. So, I mean, the 480 has it helped me improve things immensely uh, in gameplay and in the my channel stuff. So, yeah, and for I, our I wish I uh, would have sat down and did some uh, uh, more benchmarking while I still had the 7800 series in. Yeah. Uh, well, the biggest uh, game that I could probably throw at the 480, uh, which has a benchmark in it, is Shadow of Mordor and average 95, 98 uh, FPS on ultra settings. Only thing I have turned down is anti-aliasing, and I have motion blur turned off. Yeah. And this is in the benchmark, which the benchmark, I think, is a bit more intensive than the game actually does. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I'm you were talking about upgrading your PC. The, when I put the 480 in, it started me thinking, like, I want to do some upgrades. And so the first thing I wanted to do was upgrade my hard drive to an SSD, but uh, end of the year, Christmas bonus and all that, I'm I'm like 95% the way there on buying an i7-4790K, which is the most powerful CPU that I can jam into my motherboard, yeah. which is roughly twice as powerful as my i5. Well, I, well I'm... A- I can go a bit higher on my CPU. The problem is that the next uh, level up on CPU requires me to go water cooling. And no, I'm not joking. Dang. <laughs> the the AMD uh, CPUs run extremely hot. And it says on the Newegg page, requires water cooling. And for a long time, they didn't even sell these CPUs separate. They sold them with water cooling units. Well, I mean, bulldozers and pile drivers definitely get hot. So, on uh, my in my uh, in the PC, I yeah, have... there, there's a there's a reason why I jokingly call my computer the space heater. <laughs> I turn on my computer, and my room gets I would say three to four degrees warmer. That's intense. In the PC I have left at home, and my mom uses right now. I have an eight core AMD CPU. I think overclocked to four gigahertz, and yeah, you probably have a, a rank or two below my CPU. Yeah, and because I, mine uh, mm-hmm. base is four point two. Yeah, and just to keep it relatively cool, I had to install an extra cooling system that turned out so big I had to cut a hole in the side of the case because it didn't fit. <laughs> Yeah, I went aftermarket cooler uh, pretty much instantly with yeah. the CPU. I kind of wish I went with the Intel uh, side of things, but I don't think I would have been able to upgrade that much because I was going you know mid-range about, well, at this point, four years ago. So yeah. it wouldn't have been that much more powerful. The problem is that the AMD CPUs, they don't really, they haven't been used efficiently. The uh, AMD was banking on uh, uh Games going one way, and they didn't go that way. So I'm at a severe disadvantage. Yeah. And also in the past... uh, And I am also going to wait uh, probably till February till I start making hard plans on what I'm going to build. Just because AMD's uh, Zen processor, the Risen, is uh, having all the info come out in January. And I'd say by February, you know, I would have more idea of what's going on with it. In the past, yeah. when I couldn't, I was so broke, I couldn't even afford proper cooling because I spent everything on the new processor. I would design the whole airflow inside the case using just paper tunnels. 
<laughs> I would are you cut. Talking about that? Yeah, I would cut paper in tubes and just manage all the airflow myself. And I managed to bring the peak temperature from seventy to sixty degrees Celsius, which you can do the math on Jesus your own. Christ, that that's is... a lot. That's a big drop. Yeah. And that's running hot to begin yeah, with. I was gonna say sixty degrees ain't nothing to fuck with. Yeah, I think the uh, the FX series thermal throttles at about sixty to sixty five. So yeah, all right. Yeah, I was... Let's get off the PC portion of the podcast. PC yeah, I was. Okay, I'll let you go ahead. I just cut you off. Yeah. For some time, I was quite worried that the paper would catch on fire. What is the flashpoint of paper, I wonder? Uh, Fahrenheit 451! Which is above the boiling point of water. Okay. I only know that because of Ray Bradbury. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Well, alright, Chemist, what was your Uh, your favorite thing? My favorite thing is the headset I bought a week ago because my old Bluetooth headset had some issues and the issue was that uh, I couldn't extend the right side because the speaker would just die. So I had to keep the right side at its minimum length so it was quite uncomfortable and if I just moved my head under a hoodie or something then the headset would fall off. So I decided to invest a little and uh, especially since I often, at this point, I pretty much cannot give up Bluetooth in headset because I'm used to having no wires. But in some circumstances, Bluetooth is not really applicable. So I paid extra to have both options. So I have a Bluetooth headset, but right now to make sure nothing weird happens, I have it plugged in via an aux cable. And funny story, after I played Necrodancer for something like 150 hours, and I was always wondering why golems make no sound. Turns out... (laughs) <laughs> I just couldn't hear them because of my shitty uh, speakers in the laptop. They were just too low-pitched. And I couldn't use Bluetooth headset because Bluetooth introduces a little bit of lag. Normally, it's not even noticeable, but in a rhythm game, it's unplayable. So this was the first time I actually plugged the headset via a cable I played Necrodancer and I was blown away because there was so much detail I have never been able to hear. And you're like, what the fuck is that noise? <laughs> exactly. What's that noise? I was, oh god, panic! I was so fucking scared the first time I heard the dragon. Yeah, which I think we didn't do the community picks for this. Oh, but we'll yeah. We'll do it after Mel. So. No, no go ahead. Oh, wait. Uh, that is pretty much all I wanted to say. I love it. Okay. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> Chemist, tell us why you love us. Or not Chemist, Kyle, tell us why you love us so much. Um, well, realistically, uh, it's well, giving While you guys jerk off. <laughs> yeah, hold up. Just, um. How did you know? <laughs> um, that's probably a lovely sound bite. Um. You might want to pace yourself there, buddy. 
Um, but, uh, no, realistically, I mean, what you guys have done here is fantastic. You guys have a wonderful community who is not only super supportive, but, I mean, I feel like this show is, uh, produced to a high enough caliber where you guys know just enough of what you're talking about to sound knowledgeable, but just enough of not what you're, you know, on about to be entertaining. Um. <laughs> well, that's a bad okay. compliment. Well, no, I'm serious. I mean, and, and then beyond that, like I've met a lot of people through the VGL community, and what's more, you didn't set the podcast to self-destruct and then just drop the mic and not tell anybody. Oh shit! Shots fired. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I wonder what he could be talking about. But in all seriousness, mm. uh, I don't know, but I'm sure it'll biff right out. Yeah, probably. <laughs> ba, 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 da, ba. Uh, um, but beyond that, I mean, uh, like just the Friday night uh, gaming, the Wednesday night gaming, which I'm around very rarely for, contributing to the podcast, it's all just been a magnificent experience. And honestly, it's been one of the highlights of my year because this year has been pretty not with a lot of new stuff this year, I should say, I guess is the best way I can put it. Good way to put that, dear. Oh, no. I mean, you're still, like, number one. And we'll get to uh, we'll get to you as to uh, the last category here. But, uh, shh, that's for later. Wait, oh, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thank you, Kyle. I love you too, buddy. Aww. We do have an awesome community. I mean, I know that, like, I mean, we have some interaction with them, like, on Twitter and stuff, but, I mean, I'm a lot more out there, so I interact with a lot more community members than Rage does, I think. Yeah, uh, I don't interact with people. So I, I, I haven't actually had someone add me from the podcast, not counting uh, backup hosts. I've, I've made, like, two or three dozen new contacts on Steam. Because of that, I have tons of people who add me. And then we chat like one or two times, and they never chat with me again. Uh, how, how many, many people, people use the guys? password? Very few. Uh. <laughs> Maybe do, like five. Awesome. I still like the passwords. Every once in a while, one pops up, and it's like, oh, yeah, there's a password. <laughs> but uh, Or it just confuses you when it's a, uh, just a random word. Yeah. I had, I had a little chat with a new Twitter follower this week, and... Uh, and he, you know, it was just a nice little quick back and forth conversation. And someone who follows me that that I never even knew that they followed me helped me figure out this week whether or not I wanted to get with a uh, get a hybrid drive or a solid state drive. Yeah, I saw that entire. That was a uh, really long Twitter that conversation. Groove participated long. as well. But like, I love our community. There, you guys are awesome, and that I mean that includes everyone here too, obviously. Naturally. Yeah. Just in case. You're wondering, because I kind of shit on you guys sometimes, but that's because you can take it. <laughs> yep. But now we appreciate whenever I just surprise you and add a, a lot of work to you. <laughs> yeah. But to be fair, get... I was uh, I kind of tried to make up for it last week. Yeah, that didn't work out. Good effort, though. Um, but yeah. Thanks, Kyle. That makes me feel really good. That's it. I, I want to. I wanted to create a community because I tried it with Kerbalcast and it just didn't work out very well because I didn't have the kind of power that I needed to have. I was like, going to say you didn't. I was. You didn't have creative control. Well, also, uh, be careful. Right. You also, don't right. choke on your ambitions. Things. Whoa! <laughs> Fucking spoilers. 
That's not even plot related. Fucking spoilers! Anyways, what were you saying, Rach? I don't know. Well, also, uh, Kerbal Cast uh, was self-destructing anyway, so even if you did have the creative control, short of a hostile takeover, <laughs> uh, it would have been for naught. Yeah, de- there was like two weeks that I had control of Kerbal Cast. It was it was going to be mine. And it was right when we were starting, and I was like, I don't know if I want this or not. <laughs> and then Biff descended back down from the heavens or whatever and was like, actually, I want to, I want it back. And I was like, great, you can have it. I'll focus yeah. on VGL. The only thing that could make yeah, which, honestly, the whole... I, honestly, I think that was the best uh, option because, oh, I, I, yeah. I really think Biff would have not been able to stay away. Yeah. Uh, with uh, everything that we saw, I really think that... Uh, uh, Kerbalcast self-destructing was Biff's only way out to uh, uh, be able to uh, get rid of the podcast. That he didn't really want to do it anymore. The only yeah. thing that could make this whole situation weirder is if just before Radio Silence they would announce that they're making a new New Man's, uh, No Man's Sky podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can think of one way that it would be completely weirder than that. And that's if Groove showed up on Biff's doorstep in a crate containing 15 pounds of uranium and was filled to the brim with jambalaya. <laughs> with the pizza on top. Don't forget, the pizza's important. References, references. Homer to your mobile, Rage. Homer to your mobile. <laughs> All right. I am well, so well, out of this oh. well, What conspiracy theory are we going to stick with, though? Uh, that Biff just wanted to kill the uh, podcast or that... Amy never existed, and it was just uh, Biff pretended to be Amy for a while. He just couldn't uh, keep up with it. My personal conspiracy theory is that Biff is Bill Watterson, but that's just me. My conspiracy theory is that one of us right now here is Biff. No nope. Surprise, that was Biff oh, all shit. along. <laughs> <laughs> and Hunt. I think it's Mal. Um, Bill Watterson is the guy who wrote Calvin and Hobbes. He dropped off the radar years ago. Ah... And no, speaking it's of Trump. Mel, tell it's us about Trump. your thing, Mel. Biff is Trump. <laughs> oh, we'll have time for that later, I'm sure. Let's not talk about that right now. Mel, tell us about your favorite thing of the year that's not a video game. Death Star Waffle Maker. Enough said. Yeah, onion rings. It makes good waffles in the shape of the Death Star. Do I need to say more? All hail the Empire. I guess obviously. not. Fair play. Rage, that means that uh, you can give us the community <laughs> picks that we forgot to mention. Okay. Let's see. We have... Uh, best uh, non-gaming uh, item. Uh, Line 6 Ampi uh, TT Tabletop Bluetooth Guitar FX Unit with Compass in the Stock and... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Try saying that specific. on one breath. <laughs> well, well done. Well done. Uh, I love it whenever I get Jared like that. <laughs> I love that. Who, uh, 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 don't get that reference. Obviously, you haven't watched television during Christmas time. Obviously, you haven't watched television in, like, the last 20 years during yep. Christmas time. I haven't watched television in, like, 10 years. And I'm pretty sure Polish Christmas TV is different. Some Polish Christmas TV. Well, yeah. well, let's put it this way. Uh, oh, at sorry. Least, no. I would say at least two stations now run one movie 24 hours uh, on Christmas Day. Let me guess. One of them is... Uh, What's that black and white movie everybody watches? Uh, it escapes me right now. It's a now. damn good life. I don't remember. It's something like that. 
It's a Wonderful yeah, Life. That's the one. I haven't seen that on TV for ages. Polish Christmas it. TV is synonymous with Home Alone reruns. <laughs> I that am, sounds way better than a Christmas story. I've actually I never am seen fucking a Christmas. serious. A Christmas story was good the first few times, yeah. but it's one of those uh, movies that uh, it doesn't stand up to rewatching it outside of just various little bits of it. It's to yeah. the point. Yeah, where, the major award, yeah. for example. Yeah, fragile. That's it's just, to the point where works, one, uh, the channel that does the reruns, uh, like five years ago, they announced that, yeah, we are not doing that in uh, this year. And this was a major news story for the whole week. There was public outcry until what? they gave in. Because it's like a Christmas tradition. It's fucked up. Christmas because there's no such thing as a recording of that movie. Or well, having anyway, a DVD or something. I don't know. Christmas movies are bonkers in that they're like the only movies that are seasonal, and then like people hate them at other times of year. Because like I've never run across somebody in July that's like, "Hey, man, you want to watch Elf?" I'm like, "No, what the fuck is wrong with you? It's July." <laughs> I don't ever want to watch Elf. That's just an <laughs> awful movie. Whoa, go on. I hate. Yes, Elf. and how does that make you feel? Makes me feel angry to think about it and how many people like it when it's so bad. But let's not get into that. Let's let's not get into that. Uh, this is where derailment we? central. The, the derailer <laughs> is right over there, Jared. It's right there for the taking. You could go for it. Did you get through all the community picks rage or did we get No, we didn't even get them. through one. Okay. Uh, Keep Gen Con let's... 2016. A fidget cube, whatever the fuck that is. Oh my god, I want one of those. What the fuck is a what fidget the fuck cube? Is... I know what they are. Oh, They're like a... another derailment. The fidget cube is like a little thing that's a bit bigger than a Rubik's Cube. And it's for people like me who like have to be doing something with their hands at all times. Like they can't sit still. Uh-huh. And it's got different things on the sides. Like and you can't just masturbate the entire time. Now, I, I mean, I can only go so many times. Okay, that sounds I mean, like something I would like. Because I actually but... do solve Rubik's Cubes just to have something to do with my hands. Yeah, but it's got like light switches on one side and like buttons on another and some toggles and just stuff that you can play with. I yeah, want I'm, one of those. Yeah, I'm looking at images of this. It's like, what? But, you know, there's these uh, activity centers for uh, toddlers that you could get instead. <laughs> I like the idea of Jared just laying on his back playing a piano with his feet. Oh, that's a that's little. The one that I've seen is about the size. I found a little bit bigger than a Rubik's cube. Oh yeah, these are tiny. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm seeing some really tiny ones uh, that are just uh, being held in fingertips. Yeah, I don't know when it, when uh, I thought about backing it when it was a Kickstarter, and that's when their the concept was bigger. Maybe they just downsized it to save yeah. money or something. Yeah, maybe. But. Uh, and let's see, a, th- uh, a thermos vacuum insulated uh, can cozy. Okay. Yeah, so, sure. a thermos. <laughs> yeah, but it holds your beer. You can pour beer into a thermos. It, it, yeah. It, it, but it makes it cozy, that's the thing. But your beer needs to be cozy, dear. <laughs> so you're, put a little like, fuzzy thing around the outside. You're not a beer I have, drinker, you I have a it. little. I have a little pink cozy. It's got like flowers on it, and people always like ask me weird questions about it. I'm like, it's like, I'm like, why do you care? I like it. <laughs> Go drink your own beer somewhere else. 
<laughs> Look, if the beer inside is delicious, it could be served from a dildo. I don't care. It's very true. You know, and I'd have something a, to play uh, with later. I saw a GIF today uh, that uh, kind of grossed me out. As long as it fits in the strap-on. A, a, a god drinking a beer out of his prosthetic leg. That's badass. That's so Barbosa. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 out of the, uh, uh, the uh, cup that the uh, stub goes into. I'll just keep, I just keep thinking, all the sweat in that. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope he cleaned that. No, this is Either a, way, a that's standing. badass. I've been looking into Ew. a coat that you can actually put beer into a bladder between the outer lining and the inner lining, and then it goes to a pen that you hold on to, and you can just sip beer at work. But, Jared, if you need a fidget cube, instead, why don't you just get a slinky? That, that way you have an interesting sound effect. All of the slinkies in my house get broken because of my child. <laughs> but that then wouldn't you work just, uh, for long. Sit, you could just sit there the entire time going... I, I've been playing with a I'm piece not sure of plastic. Up, but, I picked up a little bit. But I'm not sure if it's picking up, but I do have a slinky on my desk. I hear it I a can't bit. really hear it. I'm sorry. It sounds like you're breathing into a mic. <laughs> but I've got this piece of plastic that I tore off of a candy cane I ate earlier, and I've been playing with it for like 30 or 40 minutes. I don't well, know if you can hear on it. On the plus side, I definitely do see it on my wayfarer. Oh, I heard it that time. <laughs> Welcome to the, the ASMR Welcome to the, the cacophony of noise segment of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next item. <laughs> Wrecking the camp. Hey, don't, hey, don't make me break out the harmonica that's sitting on my desk. If you can actually play a harmonica for real, you no, can I break can't. that out whenever you want. No, Harmonicas are awesome. I can go get my cello. Uh, only thing I can play is the saxophone. I don't have my French horn with me. Sad. Well, let's not turn into the music portion of the podcast. Let's go to the next <laughs> item, which is the worst non-gaming item of 2016. <laughs> oh, I pick politics. Uh, same here. I, I, well, I zeroed in on the U.S. election, but politics in general has kind of sucked this year. There were just a lot of shitty politics all around the world. I mean, Brexit yeah. and the U.S. election get like major headlines in our neck of the woods, but there was that awful presidential appointment in um, Vietnam. Uh, I was and... going to say which presidential appointment because I've been seeing a lot of those in the last <clears throat> couple of weeks. And then there was um, the whole deal. I mean, this just happened over the weekend. The is it was it the Turkish ambassador to Russia or the Russian ambassador to Turkey? Either yes. way, they were they were assassinated over the weekend. Um, and you know, there's been so much political strife. There was a uh, the coup that happened in Turkey this year. Mm-hmm. Just it was a shitty year in politics. 2016 <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Kind of like the turd cherry on top of the piss, uh, I don't know, slushy or something. Mm, piss slushy. I almost said piss Sunday, but that doesn't quite work. Soft serve. Still. Uh, <laughs> I had nothing on the list, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree politics. And you probably haven't heard about Polish politics in this year, but shit was happening. It just seems like... Trump kind of uh, trumped everything. Entire, yeah, yeah. Mm. It seems like Trump was kind of the tipping point and uh, uh, triggered a lot of things around the world. That I, don't, uh, I know, I know that's probably making uh, Trump a lot more important than what he really is. But it seems like uh, the stupidity 
uh, and the arrogance uh, was a lot more accepted after uh, Trump uh, became the uh, Republican nominee. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I, I mean, it it legitimized a lot of what a lot of the other shitty leaders around the world have been trying to do. Because America is seen in world politics as the last remaining superpower. And, you know, some people like that, some people don't. You know, I'm not in another country. I can't, you know, experience the way they feel about the U.S. from their perspective. But Yeah, so, uh, Kimis, I mean, how do you feel about this? <laughs> what yeah, was... You can answer if you want to. What is the precise question oh i mean like from your perspective what's your view on american politics and america in general and compared to the rest of the world you know like how do you perceive us because he's literally the only one here that can answer that yeah Yeah. uh, basically i find it quite weird that america keeps talking about being the most free and democratic country while your political system is the biggest joke on democracy I have ever seen. That is not borderline, uh, just dictatorship. I'm sorry, I can't yeah. hear you over the sound of my freedom. <laughs> I felt I a great disturbance in the force, as if millions of voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. That would be the U.S. population uh, after... Trump's inauguration. I was drunk. Uh, I would then, say so. about a quarter of the population. Yeah, that uh, was a weird uh, night. The election day. Everybody except me was drunk on election night. <laughs> I was a drunk. Shut up and I, I was just, drunk. Uh, I saw. I saw where. I, I saw drank away was my going. pain. That's what I was. I doing. saw it was going, and I just called it early night. It's like, oh, this is not going to be a night. I'm going to be on Twitter. Nope. Uh, well, uh, and guys, I gotta go. I just got a pop up saying that the BGL uh, award. Uh, Video Games Awards are about to start, so I need to go record Yeah, that. same here. <laughs> <laughs> I got no such um, pop-up. Yeah, it's because you weren't originally... Chemist, I, there are a lot of people in the U.S. who agree with you, who think that our political system is a joke right now. Uh, it's all about the money. people that uh, really hate the Electoral College right now. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I've been hating on the Electoral College for years, but... I mean, this so, is the biggest example that we've ever had of how much of a failure it is. So are is. you saying you were an Electoral College hipster? You were hating on it before it was cool? Damn right I was. <laughs> I really like flannel. <laughs> it makes my skin feel nice and warm. Yeah. Especially this time of year. Yeah. It's... And I mean, I've already got the beard and the glasses, so why not just own it, right? <laughs> yeah, flannel's nice. It's fucking cold up here. I'm sure it is. Okay. What about you, Kyle? What was your item? Your choice? Well, uh, I feel self-centered now, but I wanted to get away from the politics, because that just seems so obvious. Right. My dog got fat. (laughs) 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 She snores. It's awful. And it was fucking preventable, too. That's how you bring it back. No, I'm not! That's That's the thing! Like, my mom will be like, oh, the dog is hungry, and then just be like, here's some medium wet dog food, go nuts. And I'm just like, no, stop, you're making the dog fat. <laughs> but yeah, politics sucks, but <laughs> god damn it, my dog got fat. That poor dog. She's very yeah. fat. She's very fat. She's like, she's, a, she's like a little sausage. She really is, she's like 20 pounds. She's Boston too. My so grandparents. during the summer yeah. she's a hot dog? Yeah. My grandparents' neighbors. Boston Terrier. Okay. Can I? 
Go, Kimis. Uh, my grandparents, uh, neighbors, I think, had a dog that was, I'm pretty sure, wider than it was long. But it was able <laughs> to go around the whole neighborhood and just convince people that it was starving. So everybody gave it food. This, yeah, the whole village just fed this no, single see, the dog. Was that, the problem is that it stood sideways, so it looked a lot thinner. <laughs> <laughs> My dog used to be quite fat, but as she's gotten older, we've tried to make her healthy and help her lose weight. But I've got a miniature long-haired dachshund. They're only supposed to weigh like nine-ish pounds if they're on the larger side. And uh, she weighed 16 pounds at one point. (laughs) So over the last few years, we've been slimming her down. She's about nine pounds right now. Nice. Poor puppy. How big are bosses? I guess I'm the only only one here that doesn't have an animal anymore. Because my apartment doesn't allow pets. I haven't had an animal in ten years. And before that, it was just hamsters. Yeah. I used to be a dog guy, but after getting a, a cat, I turned into a cat person. I think they make a I love cats, but I'm incredibly allergic to cats. Turning into a cat person. Like, I break out in hives and shit. Wait, wait, that wait. Sucks. So you break out into hives and then you shit yourself, or you break out into hives and other allergic stuff? Well, I mean, there was no comma there, so... Right. <laughs> Interpret as you will. Interpret as you may. There's kitty litter. Okay. Shit in. Um, but to answer somebody's <laughs> question, uh, about 14-ish pounds is where a Boston should be. And she is about okay. 20. She's about 20. She's fucking fat. Alright. Well, Mels, what was your least favorite thing of the year? I had to buy... Uh, replacements for my car headlights and my brake lights. So, those were kind of annoying. <laughs> I agree Did with you, you on politics yourself? as well, but just buying headlights and then going through the trouble of taking those headlights home, or those lights home and trying to replace them and then realizing, oh, we don't have the right screwdriver. Frickin'. Yeah, because it's a 10 millimeter, and who the fuck uses millimeters on their cars besides everybody except America? <laughs> fuck yeah. My car uses metric stuff. Yeah, and you drive what? A charger? I have a Dodge. Although they're made, they're owned by Chrysler, so. Right. Chrysler's German. Yeah. No, mine was a Honda. And it was made in Japan. They actually had that specific thing where it's like, was this made in Japan or was it made somewhere else? And it's like, uh. Does it smell like rice? My car is an American car owned by a German company. Built in Mexico, assembled in Canada. Yes, and like I, it says that on my window sticker that I still have as part of my like you know for my insurance and everything. So it's an illegal immigrant on at least three accounts. <laughs> Trump's gonna build a wall to keep those things out, yo. Oh God, he's gonna send he's my gonna car back to Mexico. <laughs> Jared, all I have to say is don't park your car in my backyard because I will take pot shots at it. Because any sort of Canadians that just you know sit in my yard and shit all over the place automatically get shot at. <laughs> okay, I'll be sure to remember that. He's talking about geese, FYI. Yeah, no shit. That would be really weird if people were just like, oh, yeah, eh, this looks like a good spot, and just took a massive dump in my back. I would be shooting at them for different reasons. You never know. Uh, They they had a bad uh, 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 
plate of poutine. And I was going to say they drank too much go. Molson, but that's hey, just when me. you got to go, you got to go, right? I was going to say you know, Oh, that's... my Tim Hortons went right through me, don't you know? <laughs> well, that's Minnesota. I had to just drop it right here, eh? Well, yeah, you got to go get your Tim bits after you drink some Molson. Hey, what are you going to do about it? You know, and it's we should say goodbye to our Canadian audience. Reverse the Wait, we have chronology. A what did you say, Camus? It would work if you just reverse the chronology. If somebody pointed a gun at me, I would shit myself on their driveway. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the record, I'm not popping these geese full of lead. It's just like a little copper BB. It stings more than anything. Dude, I don't care if you murder geese. Well, our HOA does. Let me tell you. Ah. I hate HOAs. Yeah. Glad that I don't have one. Yep. It's pain in the ass. Would never move to a place that had one. Didn't really have a choice. We moved here, and then an HOA just kind of sprung up around us. But that's a story for another time. I suppose so. All right. Uh, what are our community submissions for worst thing of the year? Okay. A pad jean, Bluetooth camera, smart wristwatch, phone. Shit. <laughs> I, I, I think that's just a bunch of words thrown randomly that's together. That's word salad right there is what that <laughs> okay. is. Okay. I'm still waiting for the Samsung... Uh, a seven Galaxy Note, whatever. No, no see, the Note people 10. that bought that are dead. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Probably. It was weird that they chose I, Allahu I've seen, I've Akbar the gift, uh, as like put, their startup thing. It was really weird. <laughs> no, my favorite uh, Galaxy Note uh, uh, meme was uh, Spider Man Two. And he's talking on the phone and he's talking about, "Hey, I got this new Galaxy phone," and it cuts to the point where he gets his. Uh, Gets a grenade blown up in his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, let's see. Heading back to school. Uh, someone said, don't know. And then bills. Yeah, bills suck. Bills do suck. Yeah, but here's the thing is that if that's your worst non-gang item of the year, I'm surprised. that's a pretty good year. See, I'm surprised Trump didn't show up. Politics, yo. Um, Maybe twice. they all knew we were going to pick it. Well, well, uh, I well, can't... we just say more politics in general, but yeah. I would like and just like to say that the phrasing "your worst not gaming item of the year" kind of suggests physical item. So true. People may have not thought of that. I didn't think of that before you start. We started. Okay. Well, that's why that's you gotta right. listen to the podcast because we did go over this. We'll take that on for next time. Reword some of these. Well, see, here's the problem is that uh, most of these used Jared's exact wording, and I didn't reword most of them. So what he's saying is that I'm a bit shit. Okay. When it comes to wording things, yeah. I'm a bit shit-faced, <laughs> so, you know, it's oh, no. it's it's, uh, it's a good place. There we go. I fixed it. I accidentally deleted one of the categories. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I realize that you're... Uh, in pain from uh, how long this podcast is going to end up, but you know, deleting categories is not going to help. Yeah, we only have four more. For every category well, you delete, really we good will progress, make up actually. three more. It's like a I'm hydra. scared to, to say that. Yeah, everything is going fine. We are making fine. pretty good progress. Say, so, have I ever yeah, told you this long and winding story that goes nowhere? It's amazing. So it all no. started one day with... No. When you downloaded Domain Sky. <laughs> All right, so moving on, uh, <laughs> our can best gaming have, moment. Yeah. Can we have a five-minute break? Sure. Yeah, we can take a break if you need yep. one. Okay, thanks. Yep. See you okay. on the other side. All right. Well, might as well capitalize on this opportunity. Go pee again. I guess I'll go top off water again. I should probably go top right. off my water. 
Back from our second break, we're moving on to our next awards category, our best gaming moment of 2016. Uh, so my best gaming moment, and I hope this is probably going to get an awe, maybe, uh, is playing games with my kid for the first time. Aww. This year he was old enough to actually... <laughs> this year he was old enough to actually play games with me and like really engage, Aww. as opposed to just sitting there watching. Um, so we've played um, Spin Tires and Train Fever and Transport Fever and Forza and uh, we played No Man's Sky. That was probably the most enjoyable part of No Man's Sky because he liked all the pretty colors and wanted to fly the spaceship. So in other words, he has the same appreciation of No Man's Sky as a stoner. So <laughs> are you much, saying yeah. No Man's Sky was built for toddlers? Maybe. And I mean, honestly, he was about as good at flying the ship as I was. So, you know, who was I to, to not just hand him the controls? There you go. How good is he to be at controls? Um, He's never pl- watched me play Eve. Oh, weird. But that's going to happen. Yeah. He's just going Usually to I run all your and... spreadsheets. <laughs> well, you need to wait till he learns numbers first, so he can I mean, appreciate the spreadsheet. He's got his letters down for the most part. Sometimes a couple of them give him problems for reasons I don't understand. I guess because he's a toddler, um, and he knows one through ten, but he he miscounts all the time. He likes to go like one, two, three, four, seven. I don't know why what his problem is with with five and six, but we always skip to seven. Five and six are just a bunch of dicks. Well, uh, well, I'm I'm a little surprised because seven is more no, important because seven, eight, nine. Well, oh my god! Well, I was going to say yeah. I, I'm a little surprised because most people are scared of seven because of that. He's no fear. That kid's got no well, fear. Maybe it's prime numbers. He made seven his bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, wait, 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 Jared. I would just well, like if to it was point prime out. numbers, he would have five. I would just like to point and out. And no four. And no one. That there is a very legitimate possibility that this podcast will live on long beyond how old your son is right now. And he might be listening back at some point and be thinking, all right, so what did Dad think back on the 21st of December, 2016? <laughs> yeah, he made seven his bitch. I'm just waiting for him to nod in agreement like, yeah, yeah, I did make seven my bitch. <laughs> <laughs> on my deathbed. All right, son. I did this podcast back in the I day. did this for you. <laughs> it was all for you. There's, there's 15 Urgh. years worth of audio. <laughs> you must take the mantle. Oh, that's giving me like weird feelings. Like some of them like positive like yeah i'd pass this on to my kid and then some of them like oh my god that means i'm dying holy <laughs> <laughs> like oh god my kid's listening to this i better shut up now now nah, well uh, let's make him feel welcome fuck fuck <laughs> fuck <laughs> well we did talk about fucking an hour ago we did do that and and masturbating that. that that happened I mean, he's a little young for this yet, but one day, there'll be a day, be like, son, if you want to know way more about me than you ever <laughs> thought possible, listen to this. I'm just imagining, like, yeah, who's this other and Simba moment, but instead of, like, everything the light touches, you're like, here, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh. All right, Rach, what was yours? 
Uh, mine would be the uh, co-op uh, gaming nights that we've had this year. Oh, I'm, I'm a very solitary gamer usually. So yeah, it's uh, giving me a chance to meet you guys. Yeah, I will. I will second that. That 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 has been a great part of this year. Because I also am a very solitary gamer. I mean, I've said it multiple times. Like, I meet my entire social quota for the week just playing games with you guys. <laughs> or so. you uh, question, uh, uh, you know, do I want to be <laughs> sociable after recording the podcast with me for three hours? <laughs> well, I mean, usually I'm okay. Sometimes I don't want to be sociable, but really that depends on the day I've had before. Or just how many people I sneak onto the podcast. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and with the in-laws here, I'm getting like a double heaping of sociable sociability every day. Ooh. I'm holding up okay I was though. Say, how's that going? I mean, I have. I, I mean, I have great in-laws. I I genuinely love my in-laws. My father-in-law is basically me when I'm 50, and my mother-in-law is super competitive and into board games and stuff. So, and then Poor my. Katie. My sister-in-law is just, like, chill. She's like, whatever. Nice. She's cool. So I've, I got, I want out on the in-laws. Uh, Katie's the one who drew the short stick on that. My parents are assholes. You know, it's funny you say okay. that. I, I'm Hi, Mom. To hear more actually, of this. <laughs> actually, it's mostly my dad. Uh, my mom's pretty cool. She's a bit overbearing, but my dad's the, the asshole. Hi, Mom Dad. I know you don't listen to this, so I'm fine. <laughs> Yet. No, they've listened to it before, and they're like, well, it's an interesting interesting choice for <laughs> what you do with your free time. That's, I'm like, you guys don't have to listen to it. That exactly like what my mom says. And they're like, oh, thank God. To it, and I hope she never does. I, just ex- I, had to explain role pl- or I had to explain the LARPing to my mom at one point. That's funny. And then, yeah, how'd I, that go? I tried to explain podcasting to my parents a couple of times, but they just don't get it. And also, they don't speak English, so what's the point? Yeah. That is <laughs> you know, a huge barrier. A, you know, we'd probably be a lot better if you couldn't understand us. You're <laughs> <laughs> having right. three hours of gibberish. Three All right, Kimis, what's your best gaming moment of the year? So my best gaming moment of the year, and again, I might be bending rules a little, but it's, I think, still gaming, is the escape room I went to with my sister, her husband, and a friend of ours. Those are awesome. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. What uh, What was it? Like, what was the the goal or the, the scenario? Well, the goal was obviously to escape the escape room. But the so well, some... escape. Yeah. But the team was <laughs> uh a garage. So we there were just plenty car parts, just wheels lying around. And it was a little awkward because when we entered the room it was completely dark and we just figured, yeah, it's the part of the team. And after fifteen minutes of us stumbling in the dark, uh the just Owners of the escape room use the walkie-talkie to tell us that the light switch is next to the door. <laughs> nice. Well, that was very nice of them. Yeah, and also they were really nice because we ran way over time. Normally you had 50 minutes to complete the escape room. 
And because we were really bad at it, just didn't know how to communicate properly and coordinate, it took us an hour and a half, but because we were the last team for the day, they just allowed us to finish it. You know that they were sitting uh, in the control room or whatever, watching the uh, security cameras, just laughing their asses off at you, right? <laughs> or they're yeah, probably, probably just yelling, and it's like, go over there, put those things together, fucking do this. We wasted. I, I love. Yeah, we wasted twenty minutes on a puzzle because it just got stuck. It didn't work properly. Basically, you did a thing, and another thing was supposed to come out, but it didn't come out until five minutes after when we stopped looking at it, because we figured, yeah, that's not the solution, and they just told us, oh, you know, you just should kept trying. But yeah, it was really awesome. Yeah, it just I love escape really rooms. Bad at it. <laughs> There's like three places within an hour of me that do escape rooms. You know, they they rotate several of them. Um, so I've been to a couple. There are, I think, over twenty escape rooms in Wrocław, and all of them have uh, multilingual support. So if you're ever here, yeah, we can play. All right, cool. I would love to. Let me just book my tickets. I'm, yeah, I'm just searching escape rooms where I live, and yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> not even at Frank's. What What about not Frank's? I want pizza. Uh, no, see that that that's where they were escaping from. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun to do. So here. people from Frank's escaped to not Frank's. Sure. Um... Yeah, but basically our issue was that uh, there were just a shit ton of combination locks. So anytime we saw a four-digit number, we would go through all the locks and check maybe it would work. <laughs> and there was... I solved a puzzle, I knew the combination, but it didn't work because there was another lock hidden somewhere and it. we wasted another 15 minutes, which ended by my sister saying, oh yeah, you, there is like another key there, you can use it. So, yeah, our coordination was just awful. Fantastic. But we have nice. learned. Nice. My, the, what, the, my, blah, blah, blah. Out of the two that I've done, the best one was, uh, a, um, like a James Bond themed one, and it's, it was based on Casino Royale. So, like, all the puzzles were based on casino games, and nobody in my group knew anything about gambling except me. So, like, I felt like a badass just because I knew, like, I know how to play poker. I know how to play blackjack. I know how to play this or that. The only game I didn't know how to play was Baccarat. Yeah, Baccarat's a pain in the ass. But it was fun. All right, uh, Kyle, what was your best gaming moment of 2016? Well, broadly speaking, getting decently drunk and going on with um, the VGL community for game nights. Uh, More specifically, (laughs) the flamethrower. (laughs) <laughs> uh. <laughs> Can I make this into a Where the Star Wars thrower. RPG goes completely off the rails. Oh yeah, and I mean part of that was just and Ghost, sorry, but I think you knew this. Part of it was just seeing what I could get away with with Ghost as a GM. But the other part was like, hey, it's alcohol. I'm a technician. I want some pork. Flamethrower, let's do this. <laughs> 
It was brilliant. I thought it was pretty clever. And the fact that it worked. Well, that and the fact that we failed our way into success was fantastic for that, like, hostage situation. <laughs> I love when that happens. I've been running Star Wars RPG campaigns with uh, my in-laws. They love it. Yeah, and the Star Wars RPG I did with uh, you and Katie. Yeah. Uh, the, the thermal detonator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I failed a roll on the on throwing a thermal detonator. So, uh, you know, it was, I didn't uh, press the button. <laughs> All right. uh, a couple turns later, they realize that there's a thermal detonator at their feet. They pick it up, press the button, go to throw it at us. And the droid gets shot in the arm and drops it and they explode. <laughs> Sounds right up there with, um, I'm trying to learn the Firefly RPG right now. Uh, so I should be good enough. I could probably run a campaign uh, in that soon. So if anybody wants to uh, be my guinea pig for that, just let me know. I am. Al- I would. I'm always your guinea pig. Interesting. Here. Yeah, I know. Wink. <laughs> Gonna have to go watch Firefly again, though. You don't necessarily have to because actually, um, I've got the book right here. No, 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 no. I'm looking for an excuse. Yeah, no, I'm saying. Go for it, obviously, but you don't have to because uh, they role play the episodes. Like you can do, I'm not. I'm trying to read uh, up on one like out of gas. I'm really interested to see how they would do that one as an RPG. Welcome to the obviously not all flashbacks. Uh, simple, you get on and push. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Welcome to the Very old clear. Fox shows portion of the podcast, in conjunction with a big ass role playing book I'm reading. But yeah, so it's like random stuff like that where it's like, yeah, it's not what was intended, but it's just funny. Like also up there would be um, when Jared's uh, stream failed because he couldn't quite get uh, spin tires and Twitch to work well together. And I convinced him to hold on for just one more second so I could give him just pittance and fuel because god damn it. (laughs) I hauled that fuel underwater <laughs> to him. Yeah, you burst out of the uh, forest and give uh, get AB seven <laughs> liters of fuel and then rode off. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, seven liters of fuel is, uh, is very unstable on the multiplayer side of yes, things. It is. it is. Fun. Especially if Jared's hosting. Fun. Yeah. Unstable. Well, I'll be talking about that soon. Oh. Rage, you can see the list. You know what yes. my worst gaming moment is. Is it that? Because that'd be amazing. It might be. <laughs> All right, Mel's. What was your favorite or best gaming moment of the year? I really enjoyed play- doing the Star Wars RPG with you guys. It's been a while since I did an RPG, and that was in college, and it kind of died off. But Star Wars RPG was really fun. <laughs> yeah, we definitely need to play some more of that. I need to talk to Ghost because now I can GM as well. So we might be able to set something up where that, you know, if someone's going to be gone or whatever, maybe we could have like two different sessions going or we could work out a campaign we, together. We, deployed, uh, we put out decoy. It's simple. We kill. <laughs> yeah. The... Uh, that, that's that's the a reference th- they don't get. No. Oh, that's the Kyle, other thing simple. from we our uh, GM. I mean, what? Uh, that's the other thing from our little uh, uh, side campaign is that we got this battle droid and we kept it alive during the entire thing and. We officially called it decoy. <laughs> yeah. And because the group is so small, with there only being two of them, I'm letting them keep decoy, and he's going to rank up to a rival class character and stay in their party. Nice. If he survives long enough, he'll become a full-blown PC. Nice. Their player yeah, character. We're, yeah, we're going to have to... Uh, 
I still want to introduce Decoy to the uh, full uh, RPG night. <laughs> you can. Sure. But yeah, I need to talk to Ghost about that. Hey, Ghost, we need to talk about that something so that we can we can play RPG more often because I love it. I've got the got the uh, the urge, the itch. They make a cream. The for thing that. is that once we basically get you know, the feel of it, we could uh, go to other uh, RPGs, and they're not that dissimilar. There is mechanics, of course, but yeah, it's the general feel. Sure. Well, I mean, there's so much though that you can do with Star Wars RPG. I've got like yeah, five well, campaigns well, I've already well, started working on. Well, well, that's the thing with Star Wars, just in general, is that you could uh, throw a lot of stories in it and just, you know, make it Star Wars themed, and you know, you have a Star Wars story. Has anyone seen the yeah. new movie yet? Uh, Star- yes. No. Good. Supposed to see it this weekend, but didn't get to. Yeah, it was awesome. I went to the Alamo Draft House. It was very good. Mel's bought me food. Uh, well, I did see uh, a writer, one of the uh, subreddits I go to, uh, complaining about how his spy novel was exactly like the plot. And he was like, what do I do now? <laughs> because he was he was in the process of publishing this story. <laughs> I would be interested. Yeah, in that's why I was I talking be, about depending that. Depending on what setting it was, I would still read that spy novel because I would love to see I mean, how I would that too. would uh, play out in like the Cold War. Cause... Well, while we, we were saying that, it wasn't Star Wars theme, but it was the same idea, you know? The same essential plot, but at the same time... Uh, the plots are kind of generic once you boil away all the Star Wars elements. Yeah, and not to mention that George Lucas Steel had shit. no idea what the fuck he was doing as far as like a long term uh, like universe. Like, yes, I understand that. What you mean, like uh, Luke uh, kissing his sister? You well, know, that's part of it, but I mean, when... multiple times that shit was hot. Yeah, multiple okay, times. You know what? Okay, time out. With I time. can get into the shit later. Let's move on. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> wow, Kyle is moving the podcast Drunk along. Kyle, I well will done, add, sir. Is moving along the podcast, Mr. Fucking. Well, King. it is one thirty in the morning, so we're no, on my not. time now. American time. Well, we're talking about America. we're talking about freedom, Tom. We're talking about freedom time. Freedom, fuck yeah! <laughs> All right, Rach. What were our community submissions for uh, worst gaming best moment? gaming moment or best gaming let's, moment? Let's see, landing on Duna, then returning home. Yep. Star Wars RPG on Tabletop Simulator? Yes. Yep. That's probably Ghost. Uh, Deb winning uh, StarCraft II uh, Kappa, uh, Kappa Tournament. No idea what the hell that oh, is. Oh, yeah, that was classic. Me neither. <laughs> and then Edge of the Empire shenanigans. Yes. <laughs> nice. And. Okay, well, the next category is Worst Gaming Moments of 2016. And my worst gaming moment is kind of like a collaboration of multiple instances of this thing happening. <laughs> okay. Um, I went through a period for like, I don't know, a month, maybe. I, and I never figured it out. I don't know if it was my internet. I don't know if it was something wrong with my computer. I don't know if it was the games that we were playing. But every single time I tried to host a multiplayer game, it would crash. Rage and I lost a, a couple of recordings because of it, and a stream died well, because to be of fair, it. One of those, I warned you not to do the thing, and you did the thing. I did do the thing. That was my fault, but I... I didn't realize how little time I had to be alt-tabbed out of Yeah, I will admit that I was kind of pissed on that. I was right up yeah. until I was able to fulfill my fuel-giving duties. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, we, had a, we had one recording done, and we were about to set up for the second recording. It's Oh, it got kicked from the server, and yeah, the map reset. Well, it reset for you. I, it sounds like a... Per- no, 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 completely. 
Yeah, it took me back to the main oh. menu. The the game crashed. Oh, I thought you were yeah. talking about and the time that spin you tires can't. On my... Okay. No, and spin tires doesn't save the multi your multiplayer progress on a no, map. It's so it's just gone. But uh, like that problem was happening, and now it seems to be gone. And I didn't do anything. Like my first guess was that there was something like my CPU was acting up because I was getting these crazy high CPU usage numbers, and nothing that I did seemed to fix it. But then that just went away. I'm guessing it was Windows 10. Actually, I'm gonna blame Windows 10 because there's been an update since then, and it's not been happening anymore. Sure. Fucking Windows 10. <laughs> As you do. All right, Rage. Uh, well, for me, it was the entire saga of my uh, my gaming mouse dying, and not just the mouse itself, but all the bullshit surrounding it. So, strap in, folks. We have a story to tell. This was happening while I was playing Skyrim as well, so I was already in a poor mood. And what was wrong with my mouse was that the cord had gone uh, just loose enough that. If I moved the mouse a certain way, it would start to lose its connection. And for, I would say, about a week playing Skyrim, I wasn't moving it far enough or fast enough to cause it to do a full disconnect where I would hear the USB uh, sound disconnect and reconnect. So I would just have Skyrim suddenly give me that damn double cursor error, you know, where you tab out and tab back in. Yeah, and you have the Windows cursor on top of the Skyrim cursor, and they didn't even line up. So you know the uh, Windows cursor would go way over, and yeah, the Skyrim cursor would just move a little bit. And yeah, and I thought that was you know Skyrim fucking up because Skyrim had been doing weird things in, in the past, like mammoths falling from the fucking sky. <laughs> Wait, you guys don't get raining mammoths over on the west or over on the east coast? Nope. No, we get them all the time here. Sorry, that, uh, I'm not far enough north for that. Yeah, I guess not. I really but, liked you know, I, how I just... in Skyrim, if you got hit at uh, by a giant at low enough level, you would fly just way up, and under correct circumstances, you would get an error base of just integer overflow. <laughs> oh, I've never had it where uh, a, a, a giant... Uh, Hitting me uh, didn't kill me outright. Yeah, but you would get hit, but then your it would turn on the ragdoll, and the ragdoll would just fly way the fuck up. And once it happened to me that I got just the game crashed, with an exception of integer overflow. I have no idea why, but that happened. Because Skyrim was a buggy piece of shit when I played it. Uh, it's still a buggy piece of shit. Now with mods. Unless you, yeah, uh, uh, you have to mod the ever living hell out of it to make it a semi buggy piece of shit. I love it to death, and I'm going to defend what? it till the day I die. Fight me! Please don't fight me. I don't want to do that right now. I'm, I'm starting to get tired. I was gonna say I don't think you want any of this. You can love me though. Well, anyway, uh, I eventually got to the point where I was moving the mouse around enough where I was starting to hear the USB disconnect sound. It's like. Okay, something is disconnecting somewhere, and it's causing Skyrim to fuck up. So I install a, a program to watch my uh, USB uh, connections, and then I see it's the mouse. And playing off the wire, I was able to get it where the uh, the LED on it, uh, the uh, for the sensor, would flicker. It's like, son of a bitch, there it is. That's the problem. 
So I decided, you know, let's try cracking it up and see if there's anything I do to fix it. I guess over the years, it's kind of fused together. I could not crack this fucking mouse open. I got one screw out and I went to uh, unscrew the uh, two more and they were locked <laughs> to the point that uh, my precision screwdrivers, I was uh, torquing them and they and the screws would not budge hmm. to the point that it was actually stripping the screws. Oh yeah, that's not bueno. So it's, yeah. Uh, okay, not cracking it open. Time to get a new mouse. So, uh, Black Friday, I get my uh, G600 uh, MMO. Just because, yo, it's cheap, and, yo, I could probably find a use for 20 buttons on a mouse. Maybe. <laughs> what? 20 buttons uh, on a is mouse? Is too many buttons? Yeah. It, and? It's a mouse. With 20 buttons. Anyway, continue. I have seen okay, so. keyboards with fewer buttons than that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and. Well, this essentially has a keyboard on the side of it. So, uh, I'm not sure about you guys, but whenever I order something online, I sit there and watch the package tracking like a fucking hook. <laughs> <laughs> and they decide to use FedEx Smart Post, which means it gets so far and then it goes over to the U.S. Postage Service. Right. Well... I get a uh, a estimated day and you know, I go to the post office that day and, oh, it's not there. And even though uh, it said that the package had been accepted by the post office, oh, fine, maybe they didn't store it. Uh, uh, go back the next day and they tell me that they were about to send it back because it had my street address and not my fucking post office box. Even though for the year I've lived here, if something showed up with my street address uh, from Smart Post or whatever... They would still put it in my post office box. The fucking mail Nazi that took over my local post office. Uh, have you ever watched the Andy Griffith show and saw when Barney Fife has gotten a little bit too much power and he's decided that he has to follow the rules to the letter and not the spirit of the rule? That's what this person's doing. Hmm. I don't know if this translates directly to English, but in Poland we call it an Italian strike, where you just follow the rules to the point where you're useless. Exactly, and that's what this person's doing. They're following the rules to the letter, saying... Well, and that's the thing, is I'm not even sure if they're making this up or not, because, you know, there's nowhere I've been able to find that said that if the uh, a postage, uh, if a package doesn't have a post office box uh, label, you have to send it back uh, via uh, uh, post office rules or regulations or whatever. So, thankfully, I got my mouse, but now it's I had to redo all my addresses online to make sure that I have a double line address with both my street address and post office box. And I really hope that that doesn't bounce something because it still has my street address technically. Because I haven't tested that yet. But, yeah. Fuck the U.S. Postal Service, and fuck that particular postmaster in particular. <laughs> if they're listening to this podcast. I yeah, found out that my Steam billing address has a typo in my name. And I've just never noticed. It's Dominic instead of Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, yeah, that's my... Well, technically... Uh, uh, not uh, a gaming moment, but it's still a gaming item. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's related. All right. But but also ties into, you know, my annoyance with Skyrim in general because <laughs> uh, I was dealing with the dying mouse at the time and I had to go to my backup mouse, which is this little Microsoft uh, thing. And it's a lot smaller than my old mouse and even my current mouse. So it felt like I was going to break it the entire time. All right. I see. Well, Chemist, what you got? My worst gaming moment of the year for ending with both a bank and a whimper, me dropping my phone playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're so See, salty. See, Pokemon, Co- yeah. Pokemon Go does kill phones. Yeah, basically after the patch, I used Pokemon Go as mainly my fitness tracker. Just keeping it in my pocket, tra- uh, racking up kilometers and... Mm, every time I passed by a Pokemon, it would just vibrate and I would take it out. And one time I just tripped on uneven pavement and smashed my screen, which cost me almost half of the price of the phone to replace. Yeah. Dang. That wasn't nice. I don't want to talk about it. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> okay, Kyle. You're uh, the Civ 6 religion system. Is my worst gaming moment of the year. Okay, do you tell. Okay, so I railed on this. I have a feeling he's going to. I railed on this a little bit earlier, and I'm going to keep it nice and short because we're bumping up on the three-hour mark. Um, uh, we're only at two hours, uh, two and a half hours right now. I guess. So go for it. Okay, so basically, with the change in how city states work, Civ Six has to have another victory condition other than political. Or diplomatic, I guess, is what it was called in Civ Five. So, um, basically, what you have to do is convert a majority of every other civilization's cities to your religion, which is a lot harder than it sounds because a lot of them will uh, fight back with religious units of their own. Now, the kicker is you really can't make these things. You always have to buy them with faith. And they get more expensive each time you buy them. So you could have, like, things that can engage in uh, holy warfare or things that just have a lot of spreads and move very quickly. But fact of the matter is, once they are uh, used up, you have to make new ones to send over to continue the good work of spreading boat Mormonism or whatever it is to uh <laughs> to the good people of norway so uh what ends up happening is um these units also can't heal so if they get into holy battle they're pretty much screwed going into enemy territory especially if you're going up a bunch of like inquisitors and apostles and whatnot so number one it's not really a military victory, so you're not really establishing a foothold on the other continent. Um, you can only get so far before people really start pushing back against you, and it takes time to get these uh, units over there, so you have to coordinate offensives. And beyond that, eventually, because these units are getting so fucking expensive, you have to shift your empire away from any sort of technological or building progress and just focus it on um, holy site prayers uh, to the point where I was in the... Uh, atomic age and my most recent building was like a workshop just because I could not 
take time away from uh, having religion points be generated in order to make these temporary use units to go over and try and convert cities for the win. I mean, I eventually just abandoned that game and said, fuck it, this is very poorly designed. So, I don't know if that makes me a quitter or the system just terrible, but I would like to think that it's the fact that they didn't really think out this whole religion as a victory thing too well. Listening to you to describe that, I think I disagree. I think they figured out religion pretty perfectly. It sounds like how religion works in the real sure, world. I get that. It mimics it. But, and here's the big but. As a gameplay mechanic, it does sound kind of shit. It's not fun as a gameplay mechanic. I think they did a good job. Yeah, realism (laughs) sometimes doesn't play all that well. Pretty much. Fair play. I mean, like I said, I get it, don't get me wrong, but the more I think about it, the more I think it's... But can you dig it? uh, Can you dig it? Um, The more I think about it, the more I think that they want you to go on some sort of crusade bend where you're not only converting cities, but you're conquering other civilizations as well Uh, because that's really the only way I can think to do that because the biggest problem was the transport time to get from A to B and I didn't exactly have a military to go toe-to-toe with anybody else on that continent besides Spain but Spain was being overrun by barbarians and I didn't want any part of that I don't know alright personally it just left a very bad taste in my mouth they might fix it later, or I might come around on it, but as of right now, the uh, religion system in Civ Six is terrible. Alrighty. Good to know. Mills? I don't really have anything for this category, except when Kyle decided to use one of his spies to steal my artwork from that one <laughs> Civ game. But even then, that wasn't too bad because I had a great artist sort of sitting in the wings and she couldn't do anything because all my spots had been filled up anyway. So he stole that and I'm like, oh, I can do Did he steal the, uh, the, the roof of the 16 chapel? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and that's honestly not the worst thing I did with my spy to you, dear. I don't know if I admitted this to you or not, but you remember oh, yeah, that no, violent you... uprising? Yeah, yes, that was me. I, I caused that. that. <laughs> it was just like, suddenly there's barbarian knights in my city. And it's just like, where the hell did these come from? I don't understand. Came from Rome. This is one thing that uh, looks really interesting to me in Civ 6 because in Civ 5, the spy system I think is pretty much useless. It can be. And that was one thing I found interesting about Beyond Earth, I think it was called, that you could actually do stuff with spies like make uprisings or call those giant fucking earthworms to. level the entire city yeah and beyond that it also helps you out with whatever victory condition you're trying to do um like when i try to do a culture victory i don't even bother with gaining that many great artists i'll just steal everything not nailed to the floor and some of the shit that is um and throw it in my (laughs) or the ceiling in this case (laughs) yeah um and i mean like, it's it's a really good way to actively screw over your enemy without them necessarily knowing what it is. And the more advanced your uh, opponents are, the harder it's going to be for them to keep all of their anti-espionage plates spinning at the same time to the point where unless you are very close to victory and you need to prevent things from blowing up, it's always worth it to put your spies on offense. 
Yeah, in C5, the only uh, time spice would be useful if you were quite beyond tech, so you could steal the text. Because if you were at the same level, then the progress would be way too slow, and if you were advanced, then obviously you ca couldn't steal anything. And the other two things that you could do is negligible bonus to tourism or city-state relationships. So at most time I didn't well, bother. I put them. Who else you had? Hmm? Oh, sorry, it really depended on who else you had in the game on the mm -hmm. city-state side. Because if Alexander was uh, there, you know, you could really fuck with well, him. Well, Alexander, I usually introduced to the miracle of um, uranium two thirty five smacking into each other. But um, easy there, Gandhi. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean the spies thing in Civ Five. They were really only good for uh, coup d'etats in uh, the city-states to quick flip-flop your um, uh, relation with that of the next highest person. But even then, unless you had a really good spy invested, the, the Civ Six espionage engine is better in so many ways, including but not limited to the fact that you can lose control of your spy for a little bit um, when they get captured and uh, get them back. Um, actually... Uh, if I have a second, there was a time when uh, I was playing against the Congo and they lost one of their spies to my cities very early on. And that set them back to the point where at like 2015, they still only had one spy. So eventually I traded it back to them, but it was like this spy had been sitting in my jail for like 300 years. This is another <laughs> thing that I really like is that you have to buy spies in C5. Anytime somebody entered a new era, everybody would get extra spies. So, no. unless you built a wonder or... When you entered the era. Yeah, it was when you yeah. entered the era or the first person entered the Renaissance era. And then once you built the National Security Agency, which required police stations in all of your cities. And the cost went up the more cities you had. Really? So it could... Uh, and I also just never noticed. an extra, if I recall correctly. Hmm? Every time I played, everybody else uh, had the exact same na uh, number of spies, so it was it would just all cancel each other out. Yeah, and it also depends, like I said, what you're using your spies for. <clears throat> oh. it's, for me, it would be, I can leave this spy in this city-state for 30 turns and get 10 influence points, or I could just complete one quest and get 50 influence points, so what's the point? Um. Yeah, because like I, I said, they're more I useful for coups yeah. than they are for like gaining influence. The influence that you gain is negligible, but keep in mind that they also tank other civilizations' influence with that city-state. Not to mention, uh, when you do a coup, let's say that they had uh, 112 influence and you only had 80 and you pull it off. Well, suddenly you have 112 and they have 80 and then you can keep pressing your advantage at that point. I think um, we're getting to the point where, uh, <laughs> where we should probably think about getting to the community submissions because I could talk about the espionage system for a long time. Yeah, I was going to step in pretty soon. I was, <laughs> you know, I was enjoying the conversation and not having to do much work, but... Oh, yeah, I was going to step in soon. <laughs> okay, so what's our community submissions for this topic? Or for this for uh, Worst this gaming award? moment? Yeah. Okay, just making sure because it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, KSP, every time I forget to put a parachute on a craft. Ooh, Ooh yeah. I know yeah, that's, that's a good one. 
uh, six weeks without a PC due to a processor crash. Uh, that's definitely Ghost Shark. <laughs> Maybe. The canceling of Allison Road. Which was a first-person uh, indie horror game, which it looks like it actually isn't canceled, or it was uncanceled. Uh, just doing a quick search. But I didn't search enough to really look into it, so... And also, Simulator Sickness from VR. That one's gotta be Jim. Yes, Jim. Yeah. Cool. Okay, let's move on to our next awards category. The Best Game Club Game of 2016. How many Game Club games did we manage to do, Rage? Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We had eight, because I included Crimson Skies. Right. Okay. And someone's echoing. Hello? Uh, it's probably Mel. Yeah, that's going to be fun to edit. Uh, Maybe. Sucks. We'll see how much it pops into someone's audio recording. I'll figure it out. I always do. Uh, So my best game club game for 2016 was Skyrim. I had Rage. Bastion. Give us. Also Bastion. Kyle? To the moon. Mel's? Also to the moon. Okay. Uh, and our community submissions? Uh, let's see. It's Skyrim, 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 and uh, Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the community is with me. Or you stacked the ballot. I want to yeah, hear... But we haven't been counting that for the... Uh, uh, the total. Uh, no, Russia just so. hacked the ballot box. Yeah, no, I know, I know. I was gonna, I was gonna say though, I want to hear you uh, and Kyle Mouse talk about um, your pick to the moon. Well, I know why Mouse picked it, but um, I uh, delicious salty tears. <laughs> I like it because okay. um, the field trip. It was a very good story and. While it didn't really deliver on the gameplay aspect, I feel that um, it was well written enough that it uh, it made me feel more for the characters than any other game uh, in the game club list. Papers, Please was a very, very close second on this. I will admit that. But uh, when it came right down to it, I felt more um, when I was uh, interacting with To the Moon. Okay. So, Mel's, why did you pick it? What does salty, salty tears mean? Kyle has this thing where if I'm upset and I'm crying, he has this thing where he tries to make me feel better by trying to, you know, attempting to lick the salty tears off my face because apparently that's... That's a thing? That's a fetish. Uh, no, he just does it to be... He just does it to be <laughs> that's weird. That's a new one for you? Yeah, that's a new I one for even me. make her laugh. Which... You know, I'd never seen him cry before, so I was, you know, a little annoyed. It's like, he's able to tickle me, but he is not ticklish himself, so I can't do anything back. So, he's like, alright, let's watch, you know, To the Moon, because that's the only thing that makes makes me cry. cry. Consistently. Okay. So we got to various various points where we're tearing up. And I'm like, yes, I can taste your delicious salty tears for once. And of course, this also happened to be the time that one of my roommates brought over a friend who had never met Kyle before. And you know, she comes in and we're both bawling on the couch like, oh, God, it's so, it's so sad. It's so beautiful. And you're licking him. Yes. <laughs> oh, more. <Yeah. laughs> it's a very beautiful, 
lovely interaction between the two. Well, look, I actually, I actually ran into this. I actually ran into this uh, chick later, and she and her boyfriend had actually bought uh, to the moon because we had given it such a good review, and she played it with her boyfriend, and they both <laughs> enjoyed it. So, good, good news all around. Okay, awesome. Well, I'll swing back around to me. Uh, Scott, I mean, I, I talk. I was going to say, you. You it is. It is. Skyrim, I talked so much about Skyrim on that on that Game Club episode. And honestly, uh, dear listener, if you missed that episode, there's no way that I could sum up my feelings. I would say it's probably our best Game Club episode because we were so far apart on our feelings about that game. Yeah, it made for an yeah. interesting discussion. It did. Also, yeah. it was like a month after it was supposed to go out. Yeah. I have to say, yeah, well, I think the best... It also changed how the game club uh, uh, was structured. Yeah. yeah. I, ha- I think the best way that I can sum it up is to say that Skyrim, for me, is a beautiful game that I'm Im- completely immersed in the world and love the story. And it's like it's like a warm... It's like my favorite pair of comfy pants. Sometimes everybody you wear pants. <laughs> Sometimes when it's cold outside. Like, you know, it's my now. favorite pair of comfy like pajama or sweatpants. It's like, yes, I I'm comfortable. I love this. I'm fully immersed and I'm just like down for whatever. Let's do this, Skyrim. That's the short version, but if you want the really good version, go listen to that Game Club episode. It was a great episode all around, but I mean, I spent probably 30 minutes expressing how much I loved this game and why. Yeah, you spent, so, well, I would say, uh, yeah, probably about 30, 45 minutes of you uh, expressing love for the game and me just railing on it. You just doing your best imitation yeah. of a Canadian goose on it. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, uh, uh, doing my impersonation of uh, us talking about No Man's Sky. <laughs> All right, Rach, so why did you pick Bastion? <laughs> Uh, well, it was a toss-up between Bastion and Alan Wake for me, but uh, Bastion uh, really beats Alan Wake when it comes to gameplay. Uh, it's really more of a complete package uh, than Alan Wake is, even though I do think Alan Wake has a the good opening chapter for a trilogy of uh, a good story. The thing is that Alan Wake has never gotten the real follow-ups that needs to make that complete package, so you're just getting the opening chapters of this uh, bigger story and we may someday see it we may not so it's a little harder for me to really latch on to it even though i do love alan wake for uh, its story it's still incomplete bastion it has a, a lot better gameplay to it it's a uh, beat-em-up uh, with uh, well, what really puts it over top for me is the sound design the music in it is just amazing. Uh, both its uh, instrumental and its vocal tracks. And also the narrator. the uh, Which really set the bar for in-game narration. Right. Yep. Okay. And also the story uh, is done really well. And it it's one of the rare times that the story explains a game mechanic really well. And I don't want to say too much more about it and say which game mechanic. Okay. Just because one of the endings makes 
a particular game mechanic make a lot more sense, and the narration talks about it. It's just little hints here and there. It's not a full thing. And that's what really kind of sold me on Bastion. It's just, uh, it shows that the developer spent a lot of time caring about this game. Right. And okay. I still need to go play Transistor at some point. I've had it for about a year now, and I just never sat down and played it. Yeah, it's I need the to same get Transistor. Developer. We should put that on the list for Game Club, and then that'll prompt me to buy it. I might buy it on the sale. Uh, okay, Chemist, you said uh, Bastion as well. Yeah, so for me, out of eight games of VGL, I played four. I've already said I didn't like To The Moon, and then it was pretty much a toss-up between Bastion, Papers, Please, and Skyrim. I couldn't really pick Skyrim because it was, I think the proper word would be diluted for me, because I've played it for over 200 hours, and then all the bugs, etc. just annoyed me way too much. And then... (laughs) Sorry, it's just... uh, You're mirroring basically my feelings of Skyrim, only on top of it, the uh, stupid uh, decisions design-wise. Yeah, and then Papers, Please vs. Bastion, I would say just after all those years, I remember more about... Not remember, sorry, that's a bored word. I just remember, okay, uh, Bastion more fondly. Maybe because it was actually the first ever game I have bought on Steam. So that's... A bit of uh, a bit of it, but basically, yeah, I agree with everything Raid said. I uh, the only thing I did not like is the difficulty, just spiking at the very end way too much, and this is the reason I have not actually finished the game because I was too frustrated about it when I would play uh, for I didn't... yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't really feel like the difficulty spiked, but then again, I also spent the time to upgrade my weapon, so that may have been it. I, th- that I, I went and did all the side challenges before, and when I played it for the game club, I played it through on easy difficulty uh, on uh, with my uh, save file that had all the weapons maxed out just to get the story once again as a kind of a refresher, but on my initial playthrough, it didn't feel like it spiked that much, but like I said, I spent the time and I had pretty much all my weapons uh, completely maxed out. Uh, for me, it was I also had most of the weapons uh, maxed out, but I've played pretty much the whole game with just the bow and what was the other weapon? I ah, think machete right. or something. So even though I had all other weapons upgraded, I didn't know how to use them effectively. And this was not a problem until the very end of the game, where suddenly there were enemies that needed specifically piercing weapons. And I... Uh, see, I went in with... Oh, I'm trying to remember what I exactly had. I think I had the rifle uh, and something else. Which uh, was a high damage weapon, so uh, there you go. Maybe it's just I had the particular loadout that uh, did well against those enemies. Yeah, so before that I played the game with all 10, uh, I think on hard difficulty I started because I at first I played on medium and it was way too easy. Then I switched to hard and was playing with all 10 idols enabled 
and that was pretty much the difficulty I was comfortable with. And suddenly I hit the end game and could not progress. So uh, see, that's also it. I wasn't running with the idols uh, active. Yeah, but then you got a badass over here. I <laughs> I turned off all the idols, but I was stuck with hard difficulty and. Maybe I just screwed myself over, but in the end, instead of just grinding away at the game and getting frustrated, I watched the ending on YouTube, and this is what I've done with many games. Okay. That's it. Okay. All right. Uh, since we got everybody, yeah, we got everybody because jumped around that time, got a little confused. All right. Uh, let's move on to our final award category. I hear you yawning a lot, Kyle. We're almost there. Yeah, you're going to have to do some editing on that. Nah, it'll be fine. Uh, our last category is our biggest surprise of the year. And this didn't have to be gaming, but I don't know. I assume we'll get a, some gaming answers. Uh, my biggest surprise of the year was Divinity Original Sin Enhanced Edition. Rage? Uh, mine is the podcast. Okay. Chemist? I will also say the podcast, but be a little more specific. I am talking about episode four and the moment I like to call Who the Fuck is Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what Fair I did for enough. just glancing. I mean, I missed it too. Okay, Kyle, what was your, your uh, biggest surprise? Well, it's about to happen right now. We'll see how this goes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hey, Melanie. How you doing? I'm doing good. Cool. Will you marry me? Where's the ring, bro? Uh, Picture didn't happen. Oh, damn it. It's in the mail. All right. In all reality, biggest surprise. Sorry, that was bad attempt on my part. Bad guy. Picture didn't happen. Really? Uh, yeah. Shut up. Anyways... I have a giant <laughs> shit-eating grin on my face. Yeah, that was it. Really, it was. Um, yeah, so, yes or no, Mills? You in or out? Duh, I'm in. Yes! Bartosik for the win. Yay! <laughs> Just let me go get my strap on, and then I'll come over there. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> it's early in the morning here. I would, I would come too, but that would be ruining a special moment between you two. Be. All right. Anyway, that was that was my big surprise. I was hoping that I could throw Mel's. Yay! She Yay. seemed to roll. She guys. seemed to roll with it a little bit well. Um, as as the the host of the VGL podcast, I'm going to take credit for this. Uh, as the guy who I had no this... idea Mel's was going to be here, I'm going to give credit right over to Rage. <laughs> as the the host of the show, I'm going to steal it right back. We still, I'm we the still almighty have to go editor after pre, all. Pre engagement counseling. Yeah, I know. I'm just as here's per the thing. Your mom. This is yeah. Okay, so I should explain. This is my go fuck yourself. I'm not going to play by the rules of pre engagement counseling because that's stupid. So I'm going to beat all of that to the punch and ask you right here, right now. And you said yes, so we're good to go. Yay. Yeah, as a as a marriage and family therapist, I can't confirm pre-engagement counseling is bullshit. Woo-hoo! I don't even know what pre-engagement counseling is. It's, it might be a it's dumb. US it's thing. something that my parents are like, you have to do because we got divorced and we don't want you to. I'm like, oh my fucking god! It's like premarital counseling, but before you get engaged. Yeah, it's dumb. 
I don't want to do it. Basically, somebody's making a dollar off of it. Yeah. Anyways, so, Hun, your biggest surprise. Um. (laughs) Disney. I have a feeling it just changed. I'm going to say Disney practices necromancy. (laughs) And I'm not talking about uh, Walt Disney here. I'm talking about the company. They brought. No, oh, he's still frozen in the, uh, under Epcot, yeah. right? I thought it was Pirates of the Caribbean, but I think they moved him. Um, no, I went into Star Wars, and they brought back Peter Cushing from the dead, practically. Thanks, dear. Fan fancy? I don't. <laughs> Yay! He, he, it was good. They had a stand-in actor who had a pretty good look. He looked pretty close to him, and then I guess they went in with CGI and made it made him look even more like Tarkin, so I was impressed with it. There was very little that I could see that actually made him look, you know, not real. Well, I will, when I go see it next week, I will confirm or deny with you as to whether or not I feel like that's true. But, I mean, Tarkin's one of my favorite characters, so I hope they did a good they job. Did, they did a pretty good job. And it's got... Well, uh, the actor who played him uh, is Guy Henry, so... He, I think, I looked at his IMDb page, he's in V for Vendetta, and then, what was the other thing I noticed that he was in? Hmm. I forget. I, I don't it's know. It's on the IMDb page. Okay. Okay. Alright, uh, well, we'll s- swing it around back and go back through, oh wait, no, community submissions. What were those? <laughs> I almost forgot. Uh, well, we've been putting them off. Uh, let's see. Uh, liking Skyrim. Uh, going to have a kid. Surprise, dear. D- Shit. I. I took your passport. Well, you just can't wait leave. till the kid ends up being black. What? <laughs> what? Well, there was that one guy who was openly trying to hit on you. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. Didn't expect Pearl Hollow to be that enjoyable. Oh, I know who that is. <laughs> and then Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest bum, surprise of Okay. Uh, I want to start with Mel. We're gonna we're gonna go in reverse order this time. So Mel, you go first. Talk about your surprise. Well, I mean, considering the plot of the new Star Wars movie Rogue One is set before episode 4, I would assume that there would be a lot of major players that would be included that show up in episode 4. Um, I was just very curious because Peter Cushing's been dead for at least 30 years. I haven't looked up exactly how long he's been dead, but he was old when he was in episode 4 and just... I... Yeah... <laughs> So I was interested to see how they were going to do that, but they. Well, I'd, I'd heard in in reviews that the CG stuff that they used to do the actor cameos was uh, in, incredibly well done. So it was good, except uh, Leia was a little bit less. I mean, but she was only there for a couple of seconds. So yeah, that was. No, if you can forgive that, then yeah, you only have to. Let's see, he died in ninety four. At how old? Uh, a lot. Does it say offhand? I'd say he's... A lot is not a number, Kyle. Probably 90s. Uh, 81. It was, it was the 90s, dear. It was 94. 
Shut up. Uh, he was 81. That's still pretty old. That's pretty old. I mean, Christopher Lee beat him by a good 10 years, but, you know. <laughs> well, uh, Christopher Lee isn't dead. He's just spotting his Tom. <laughs> yeah, he's, Dra- he's Dracula. He's waiting for someone to go pour blood on his ashes. <laughs> oh. Okay, Kyle? Ah, you heard my surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Do I get a cheap plastic spider ring? Uh, yeah, it was out of a Cracker Jack box. Oh, open the top desk drawer. Um, I thought about doing that, but... There's no drawer, sad. I thought about doing that and just putting it in the fish and hoping you wouldn't notice. Um... Oh, no, I've been sticking stuff in that fish's mouth all night. Oh, damn it. Oh, my. Um, Mostly my car keys... Uh, okay, it's under your chair. My car keys and my, uh... No, little so... R2-D2. Uh, I don't know if you remember when we were at Cole's the other week and I was, like, pushing you on, like, a cut for a stone. Oh, yeah, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm not picky. I know you're as not. As long as it's not, like, that stupid heart Yeah, that shape. one's freaking dumb. Um, no, and it's just one of those things that, like, um, you know, like, the situation we're in is, like, it's fucking weird, so... Um, but yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, you know what, I'm not going to go through all that pre-engagement counseling, I love you, and I'm not going to sit there and be so like... So now we just have to do engagement counseling. Or yes. premarital counseling. <laughs> but well, I'm going to so let, here's the thing. All you have to do is give Jared some uh, Steam trading cards. Here's the thing. I was actually going to say, check with your state legislators to make sure that I can do it, but if you want me to do premarital counseling for you guys, I will. Maybe. Free of charge. Maybe. Maybe. I'll think about it. Um, but the thing is, I will let my mom still think that it is pre-engagement counseling. Because <laughs> I don't want to go through all that with her because she's already fucking stressed enough at this time of year. So, yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'd be a lot more excited if I wasn't about ready to pass out from definitely just tired and no alcohol involved whatsoever. I'm really excited. We only hit the three-hour mark. (laughs) Yeah, I'm disappointed. I wanted to go over five. Uh, (laughs) We're almost at three and a half. Well, but then a couple breaks. Editing cuts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I'm. Well, I've been doing my timer, and uh, uh, whenever we've taken a break, I've paused it. So about three hours there. Yep. So that was that was my big surprise, and I was hoping to surprise Mel's with it. I already knew what she was going to say with the uh, Star Wars thing, but. You know. Anyways, so. Okay. Uh, well, Chemist, we're going in reverse order, so. Yeah, so, as I've said, that was a little weird. Just. <laughs> especially since I'm going At to... least I wasn't the only one, that's the thing. Yeah. As I remember specifically, I provided you the pronunciation guide, and then you made fun of me, it's just like... We know how to pronounce Chris, come on. Well, that's my uh, accent ki- uh, kicking in. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember, well, I checked specifically around. that it was episode 4, because for the, f- which was technically episode 5, counting the gaming radiologist, which was, yeah, it yeah. was a stupid name. Yeah, we're really glad we picked a different name. I'm glad you guys picked a different as name. As we too. said last week. And, 
yeah, there was just the male crickets and I decided I will be one to slay them and wrote a quick <laughs> audio, let- a quick letter that followed with another one that I turned into audio letter, then send in like pretty much one every week for yeah, a I've while. I've noticed that I've butchered enough names that people don't send in text letters anymore. <laughs> oh, I'll send them in occasionally. <laughs> well, we're glad you stuck around, Chemist, because look where you are now. Yep. You're, you're yeah, on you look, look where you are now, Chris. Look at the sun rising outside and reflect <laughs> upon the bad decisions which have led you here. <laughs> I'll be back. I have to use the bathroom. No, no sip. No sip. Okay, he's, going to, he's going to open up uh, another pizza place here, and it's just going to be not Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's not Frank's and not Chris. Well, So we need a Chris. I'll open up. If there's any Chris's in the I'll, audience, I'll please write to us. Just because it makes no sense. <laughs> oh, okay, Rage. Oh well, mostly I uh, wasn't sure where the podcast was going to be going because uh, the first few episodes were very rough. Yep, they were pretty cringy. And we didn't really have any structure for it, so it's uh, yeah, just uh, a surprise of where we've uh, come in a year. Yeah, we've definitely come a long way. And uh, hopefully we've got a long way to go. I've got some some things that we need to discuss, Rage, Uh-oh. Uh, involving some potential ideas for the future, which uh, obviously I'm going to run past you because I'm not going to make these decisions unilaterally. Yeah, and also we I need to talk about uh, funds. Like, yeah, yeah. Only I pull something completely random and bring a fifth person on the podcast that you weren't expecting. <laughs> yeah, I get no respect around here. Worse than hey, hey, hey. Field. it turned out pretty all right at the end. You just had to wait for three and a half hours it to did. get to it. <laughs> it did. I approve. Um, yeah, I just wait yeah. till you see my surprise next week. Oh, God. <laughs> You're not actually thinking next about doing that thing that we talked about, Rage, are you? <laughs> no, I'm, I wouldn't do that to him. Uh, okay. Next week, we're going to be recording right after Christmas. I'm going to be hungover and exhausted. Yeah, uh, well, Jared, I guess I should say what uh, I was joking last night, uh, because the whole thing was, okay, uh, I tried to make the podcast recording shorter, and it uh, made it longer. I tried to uh, link the the podcast, and now it seems like I've made it shorter. So I'm just going to not show up next week. (laughs) I mean, if you do that, I'll just run... A Franken episode. I'll run Kyle and Kimis's episode. Yeah. Well, that well that was the joke is that you know just you know not show up and see what happens. That's that's what would happen. I would be concerned because I would think that you were sick or something happened to you, and so I would I would try and get a hold of you, and then uh, uh, it, uh, it's eleven o'clock and suddenly my phone starts ringing. <laughs> it's like where are you? Yeah. So I would be concerned, and then uh, you were like, oh, I can't make it, and then I'd be like, okay, I'll just take the week off and run a, something that we've already got. Yeah, I'm just wondering, how many banked episodes do we have now? Uh, I'm working on number four. Jeez. <laughs> and we really need to Kyle's take a break. Yeah, guys. Yeah, including Colin Take Chemist. a little break. It's fine. Just enjoy your holidays. We'll see you in 2017. I mean, we're at the point now, uh, after the fourth one, we could take a break for a month. We could. I don't yeah, want to take do a break that. for a whole month, but we should take a week off at some point. Maybe maybe after we run, or after next week, because since next week is Game Club, we should, probably shouldn't skip oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah. But maybe the, the next one, the the first one that would be recorded in January. 
That'd be the third. Yeah. Yep. Let's do that. Let's take that week off. Well, it always nice. feels weird not to record. That's the th- that's the problem for me. Nah, it's fine. I usually like whenever that happens. Uh, well, actually, whenever that usually happens, either I'm sick or something bad has happened at my house. Um, or you're just on vacation. Yeah, but if we didn't record, I would just do something with Katie. Yeah, you would. Oh, like six. <laughs> Let's talk about. Yeah, six. I said well, Katie has six. been playing that second child. Indeed. I just and remember. I became her favorite for, for uh, picking on you with it. <laughs> I, just, I just remembered how my brother, when he announced that his wife is pregnant again, I just looked at him and he immediately said, No, but this one we planned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, children. Children, children, children. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. It's sad that non-permanent birth control has a failure rate. Because <laughs> it's like, if you could just, like, okay, I want to, like, turn my baby-making off until I'm ready to have one. That would be great. Because, I mean, King was unplanned. Because <laughs> we had birth control failure. Nice. And just yeah. think, not only did I mean, you tell him that he made seven his bitch in this episode, <laughs> he now knows the truth. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I wouldn't be afraid to oh, tell him yeah, that. No, I didn't figure you would be. It's just callbacks. Yeah, there is another yeah, thing gonna be, that I really... Well, he's either going to be really awesome or really miserable with his name anyway. <laughs> and there's no in-between on this. Yeah. Well, he's got... We we gave him... A, a, uh, his middle name's Benjamin, so that he can go by Ben or whatever, in case he's embarrassed by his first name. As you do. King Arthur. I like yeah. to... <laughs> I like to tease my dad that... Because he has a twin brother, one of them was unplanned. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would that makes sense. Oh. Okie dokie. Well, I guess mine is the last one, the biggest surprise of the year. Uh, and that was Divinity Original Sin Enhanced Edition. I just, I had to, like, I haven't had very many surprises this year, honestly. Like, at least stuff that we haven't already talked about or that I don't want to go get back into <clears throat> politics. Uh, so Drumpf. a couple, uh, has it been a couple of months at this point, rage? Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, uh, a couple, couple months ago, rage introduced me to this game and I bought it on sale and checked it out and immediately fell in love with it. And it's a game that I never would have thought twice about, uh, cause it's a top down, uh, isometric, isometric, uh, CRPG, and that is just not my jam usually, but the combat system is great, and the the uh, the crafting system is phenomenal. Oh, you've and, gone absolutely nuts on that crafting system, and everything uh, is. I'll voice sit there acted. for twenty minutes just watching you craft things. I do that a lot. Plus, I mean, it you know it's co op, which makes it even better because yeah. I have somebody to talk to and do stuff with. Yeah, I, I am proud whenever I come up with something crazy that works. <laughs> Like that last boss fight that we did on our last recording session that we haven't put out yet. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's always fun. Because my, my mantra as well, just set it on fire. I just set yeah, everything on I, fire. Yeah, and then I end up uh, not being able to boot my units because uh, you've set everything on fire. Yeah, that's how my single player campaign goes too. I just set everything on fire. That works. Except when I fight fire enemies, then that kind of sucks, but... 
<laughs> you know, I figure it out somehow. So yeah, uh, that wraps up all of our awards. We did it. Yay. Yay. We made it. It's only nah. two thirty in the morning. Yay. No, it's not. So, I was right. I try to shorten the podcast, and it lengthens. But if I try to lengthen the podcast, it shortens. Yeah, this, yeah it's... that just means that every week from now, we should have at least five people. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, please no. Please no. I love all of you, but this is going to take so long to put together. I love my And the render Sorry, time guys. is going to be astronomical. Yeah. Um, um, by the way, Jared, I've... Uh, been keeping tabs on the stray animals nearby, so in case I need a, a, a test animal for those cookies. <laughs> because I have a feeling Katie's not going to like me anymore. Nah, it's fine. I don't have to go to the clinic tomorrow. Today was my last day at the clinic until January the 4th. Nice. You lucky uh, it's closed for the I holidays. I work in, Jesus Christ, five hours. I still have work in seven hours. Yeah, later than me. Anyways... I am. Yep. I'm pretty much free until January the ninth. I'm yep. Mr. Cripple, so I'm not, uh, not turned on anyway. <laughs> I should not be laughing at that. <laughs> I'm just a hey, cripple. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! They remember, what doesn't kill you just leaves you crippled. I was gonna say, I think they made a schoolhouse rock <laughs> about that. About like, I don't know, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. Well. I, uh, I'm not going to send an alarm in the morning, and the in-laws are here, so they will, like, take the kid and do whatever with him, and I will just lay in bed and sleep. Just fucking brag about it. And then wake up and edit for many hours. Oh, yeah, that is in front of you. <laughs> Cursing me the entire time. <laughs> yep, I'm going to have the house to myself for a little while. Uh, everybody's going to pick up the, the Chinese girls. The, Wait, what? Which I, what? What the hell is going on? I know I've talked about this you before, but my uh, not. my in-laws um, always had exchange students that you know would come live with them, and ever since I've known them, they had four, uh, two Chinese girls um, that were living with them as exchange students through to, and they went through American high school, and uh, they both stayed in the United States and are going to college here. So I mean, they're practically part of the family, anyways. So they're flying in because they just wrapped up their semesters and all of the activities they had to do on campus and they're going to come stay until january the 7th or the 8th something like that so they're going to be here for two weeks cool they're cool they're really cool all right well i'm I'm glad the explanation turned out to be something different than what we initially thought (laughs) i'm just not sure i believe you Sex slaves or something? I'll post some pictures on Twitter and stuff. Post a picture of They're slaves cool. or They're post cool a picture of not slaves? Of Chinese <laughs> yes. girls. And you can Depends determine everything pizza. else. With or without also, yes. scantily clad bodies. Um, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, in any regards, high five. Awesome. I, I'm not giving you high fives, dear. Where, where is this other hand coming from? Well, looks like I need to go drive. Well, at least it's not doing this. Coming from the ether. All right, Rage. Are you ready to, to do our wrap-up? <laughs> I think Please. so. Are we going to do any of the community stuff? Um, 
Because I did collect tweets, but I could just save them next for next week. Next week, pretty please. Plocks. <laughs> Even though, well, uh, well, we do have the question of the week, which does pertain to Kyle, though. Okay, Groove. Um, the way you worded that is, no, that's illegal. Well, 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 well hang on, hang on. I should uh, probably okay. read it out. Uh, do you have any legal questions for uh, Kyle for next uh, the next AMA? And Groove asked, is it legal to put someone in a box with 15 pounds of plutonium? Uh, answer, no. That is incredibly illegal because plutonium-238 is a radioactive isotope that is very capable of making But is there a law specifically forbidding it? Yes, there is. There's several, actually. However, there is no I know that it's... Yeah, but look at it this way. If uh, the crate was going over 88 miles per hour and got struck by lightning, it would go back in time. Yeah, right up until you put a Mr. Fusion I don't think that's it. how that works, um, for real. But in all reality, you are allowed to ship people as long as the post office knows they're there and you pay the proper shipping on them, and it's actually probably just cheaper to buy a plane ticket. Um, and in America... Is that still legal? I know you used to could do that like in the 1800s, but is that still legal? I don't legal? think it ever got taken off the books. Wow. Okay. Um, Boy, and then it would really suck if you got to my post office and they sent you back because they put it there. <laughs> that would be fucking fun. You're like, God damn it, I only have enough food for one way but, trip. Uh, the plutonium. This is just yeah. This is just my perspective on American law. It's just there are laws from 1800s that somebody was supposed to take out, but they just look at it and said, "No, nobody. That's stupid." Well, yeah, we actually have laws on the uh, books against dueling still. Well, <laughs> uh, and and the other half of American law is. Uh, well, have you ever seen those movies where the animal plays sports? Yeah. It's, well, there's no rule against yeah, basically. it. basically. <laughs> but to wrap up, uh, plutonium is an incredibly illegal isotope. Um, you, in America, can own 15 pounds of unrefined uranium, so it's going to be over 97% U-238, which just emits beta and alpha radiation and a minor amount of gamma. So if you put it in, like, a glass case and just don't not wash your hands afterwards, you'll be fine. So in other words, don't look it. Yeah, got because it. then you've got radioactive particles inside of you and your skin's not protecting you anymore. So Radiation. I yeah, baby, put that radioactive isotope in me. Uh, radiation, don't fuck with it. It's not very magic. And then, of course, chemists had to chime in. I, ha- I feel like all possible questions could be answered. U.S. Uh, consumer Protection Law doesn't cover this, which I'm going to uh, actually throw an answer to this. U.S. protection, uh, uh, consumer protection laws. <laughs> yeah, they're a fucking joke in this country. Yep. I didn't know we had any. but yeah. We have a few, and the few that we have mostly apply to products that will just straight up kill you. Right. Okay. Does that do it for us, Rach? Yep, that's all the questions. All right, lead us out, buddy. Oh, uh, well, we're not going to be plugging everything? Uh, we can. No. <laughs> uh, well, uh, go check out our uh, uh, YouTubes and inter- uh, and Twitters on the internet. Yeah. Gaming with uh, Caffeine Rage, Gaming with CR, Gaming Psychologist, and JMA4707. And JArthur4707 if you want to be my friend on Steam. I'll accept and it. the password for this week, and yes, I did pick one, is... Clusterfuck. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, with or without space. Well, that's a good password. I have to say, you guys were fairly orderly, and I greatly appreciate that. Okay, well, now we need to. Well, now it's we still need to... clusterfuck. <laughs> <laughs>
Is that with the space in the middle, or one word? Is it cluster truck? Yes. No, it's an emoji. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, it has to be uh, two clocks. <laughs> oh, that's a pre-recording reference right there. <laughs> I guess it's on the Skype recording. Yeah, when Mel's was completely silent. Nah, that's okay. Meh. Oh, this episode's going to be so much fun for you to edit. Five yep. audio. Uh, anyway, a uh, big thank you for the Internet Archive for unknowingly supporting this absolute train wreck, even though I have started uh, using the Podbean uh, uh, link to yep. get us some uh, downloads over there, which we're averaging 30 to 40 per episode, which is not bad. Not bad at all. On Podbean so far? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. On um, Podbean, uh, since I've uh, started using those uh, episodes. I've just switched uh, to Podbean wish... when you mention it. In Podcast Addict, you yeah. can just edit the yeah, URL. Yeah, the uh, RSS feed is not perfect yet. I, I've double-posted one episode just because it did something weird when I tried to post it. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, I'm still working on perfecting it. It's going to take me some time because I'm learning a brand new uh, website and... Uh, some of the formatting I used on our old website doesn't work on the new one, so you know it's, I'm also rewriting some stuff. But if you wish to contact us, you could do so by emailing us at uh, vglpodcast at gmail dot com with your letters. They could be both text or audio, or I guess you could throw out a video letter, even though yeah, we're not a video podcast, so you, nobody would else would see it. Yep. Or you could tweet us at VGL Podcast on Twitter. If you wish to pay for this nonsense, or at least help pay for it, you could uh, throw some uh, money at our Patreon, patreon.com slash VGL Podcast. Our, uh, well, our website for at least the next week <laughs> is videogamelogicpodcast.blogspot.com. But we are also on iTunes and Google Play, which those should update to the new, R- uh, the new RSS feed, I think. I think so too. If they don't and we have to swap it out, we'll make some announcements and do everything yeah. we can to get the word out on that. Our intro and outro music is on the ground, and you can find that on incomputech.com by Kevin McLeod. And as his lovely music starts to roll across our voices, <laughs> bye bye now. Bye. Time for me to get some sleep. <laughs> So, about politics. <laughs> 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 Bye-bye now. See ya. See ya. Bye. <laughs>